Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Picasside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Riv and this is now episode 85. And today we have a special guest. Justin Morris is here. He is a journalist that is a sports reporter for New Jersey's number one news site, NJ.com. And he's also a contributor for SB Nation's Blogging with the Boys. And he's a, a contributor for Bright Side of the Sun, which is a Phoenix Suns blog. And both of these sites have a lot of traffic. I know I see him writing articles every other day. I mean, he's always grinding. And he's also a contributor for Fansided's Hoops Habits website, which is a top five site amongst Fansided's network. And I took all that information from your LinkedIn. So I, I just copied and pasted, mixed up some words. And I have this friend here, um, Ose Lindsay here. So we're going to talk about football and basketball. We're just going to have an all-around fun show. So glad to have you guys on. Thank you for having us. Man, it's a great day to be alive and I'm glad to be here with my with my friend Ose last minute with the uh with the addition. But yeah, happy you're here and happy to be with you guys, man. I love Pick Aside for sure. Happy to be here. So before we start. Wait, you're a Suns fan? Yes, sir. You uh, see the jacket, bro. You see the jacket, bro. <laughs> the see, I noticed. I noticed those colors were for something. Of course, of course. I can't wear burnt orange for no reason, bro. So like a Texas fan. You're a diehard Suns fan. Oh, yeah. I, when, since, when did you become a Suns fan? Since Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion. It's, I, don't, I don't jump teams. I got a couple of friends. <clears throat> LeBron fans, oh, James Harden fans. Oh, this guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, I try to stay loyal, man. <laughs> so, let me get this straight. Your two teams are the Dallas Cowboys and the Phoenix Suns. Yes, sir. Or do you root for any other teams? Are those your only two teams? Not at all. Actually, at all? it's kind of crazy because I went to high school in uh, in Colorado, so yeah. Denver, burnt orange, same thing, and a little bit of purple too with the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, I kind of fake rooted for him a little bit. I definitely skipped uh, school when we won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning yeah. and those dudes. So, you know, I was cool with that. I was like, yeah, I'm an honorary Broncos fan for like a day and a half because I got to miss school. But now Dallas has been my team since as long as I can remember, honestly, and Phoenix as well. So when you write for these blogs, you know, blogging with the boys in Bright Side of the Sun, which one do you like writing for more? Because I know blogging with the boys probably has the most traction because yeah, yeah. Dallas Cowboys probably have the most diehard fans. Yeah, I mean, Dallas is absolutely crazy. I think, you know, everything is bigger in Texas. They say that for a reason, for sure. Um, you know, Dallas, I think a Forbes list article just came out about Dallas being like the number one uh, highest built sports franchise in the world. And that's like over franchises like Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona, things like that. So, I mean, Jerry's world is crazy over there. And those fans, you either love them or you hate them, but I feel like they're one of those teams that you always have an opinion about no matter what, which I'm sure you guys definitely too. I'm sure Osei does as well. Um, so as far as preference, I mean, it's definitely been fun writing for the Suns website this year just because, I mean, it's the best team in like 10, 15 years basically. And we had a couple of great uh, franchises. Back in the day, Steve Nash and his, you know, famous mullet and then Amari Stoudemire. That was a great pick and roll combo for sure. But uh, right now, those boys are cooking, man. Devin Booker, CP3, DeAndre Ayton. I want to see a little bit more from him. Obviously, you know, a lot of people give him a lot of slack because, oh, Luca should have taken him. But I like DeAndre. Um, but, yeah, both are definitely fun to write for. I'm not going to say I can pick a side, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely like to, <laughs> to write for both of them. And, um, yeah, like you said, man, Dallas fans are love him to death. But uh, sometimes they'll even give me my uh, – my criticisms and my critiques about what I say. So you always got to make sure you're, yeah, yeah, I just you're lost coming correct. Yeah. Yesterday. I'll get on you, know, you about that. Do we? Do we? Oh. <laughs> you know, the Suns. Yeah, yeah. The Suns. We did. We did. 
they're in a bad position right now. We're, we'll get into that later because yes, they might get a first-round boot. But Riv right here is an Eagles fan, so there's oh, some yeah. division rivalry yeah. going on. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm an Eagles fan. Been a fan uh, since Deshaun Jackson got drafted. That was my uh, favorite player in One college. of one. Yeah, so I just been <laughs> stuck. I've been riding with them. They, they kind of messed me up with the Wentz trade. I don't yeah, know yeah. with this Hurts guy, but, yeah, that's my team. So I was reading up a little bit about about you, and you used to play baseball at Seen Hall. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what got you to stop playing baseball and just focus full time on you know what you're doing now? Uh, shoot. Well, this clamor club baseball at Seen Hall, so not not a Division One. But I would just say honestly, I felt like um, the opportunity I could get through. I mean, I definitely have always loved sports too. I always felt like you know it was my escape from just life in general, which I feel like you know you guys could probably attest to. I uh, wanted to work in it, but I also felt like. In terms of uh, long term and then just substantiality, I was like, man, do I want to try to go this baseball route? Maybe mess around and get double A, triple A. I could tweak my knee. I could be one of those uncles at the barbecue that's like, oh, yeah, back in my day, I used to go crazy on them. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a lot of different things that can happen with baseball. And honestly, even if I didn't get hurt or, you know, something catastrophic happened, just maybe not making it in the first place was something that I didn't really want to risk. And then I kind of weighed the the risk and reward and was like, man, Seton Hall is a great school. Obviously, you know that you transferred in, you see. Uh, what they're doing with WSOU, things like that. And um, I was like, man, long term, I think journalism and just, you know, if I put every single uh, basket into this hat um, and try to do what I can in journalism and just really, you know, not have any stone unturned in terms of making it, I feel like this would be the substantial thing to do because it's a lot harder for dudes, especially in baseball. You know, you have Chuck and Shaq and guys like that in basketball who played and then went to the journalism route with broadcasting and whatnot. But baseball, man, it's like, maybe two or three that were able to do that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try to put my talents into this writing, this broadcasting, this speaking. And so far, it's, it's working, but I got a long way to go. Man, that that's a great story. And I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, how you can pump out these articles so much. <laughs> because I've tried to be a journalist, bro. Like, yeah. you know, when Pick Aside first started for our OG fans, we used to have a website where we try to, uh, you know, write articles and oh, stuff. Yeah. Man, there was there was something in me. There was a spark for about a week where I, where I was like, okay, I pumped out like four articles yeah, in a week. Yeah. And after that, I'm like, holy we just, we don't have shit. No time. Like, this is mad. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, bro. Yeah, time yeah. consuming, all this other stuff. I'm like, wow, bro. Um, I mean, yeah. Is it just something you love, like just love writing that it's easy for you to write these articles on daily? Because you do recaps for the Suns and you talk about a lot of (laughs) Cowboys stuff. So, like, you know, how (laughs) difficult is that? Uh, It's it's hard. You know, I think uh, I I think that's that's where a lot of people kind of get mixed up on the outside looking. And I think that, you know, people definitely think it's dope, especially, you know, just someone who works in sports. You know, people who have, have come at you guys and say, yo, what you guys do is mad dope. Feel me? And it's a lot of work. And obviously, you know, I'm seeing the studio for the first time. I watch you guys on YouTube and was like, okay, I could tell they got, you know, the graphics up and some pretty good lighting and stuff like that. The sound always sounds good. Um, but I know it's a lot of work that goes into the behind the scenes thing. I think it's a similar thing for me. You know, you could definitely see uh, what, what the final product is. And, you know, I, I try to make it good. And I think that's worked for me so far because people want to hire me and pay me to, to write things for them. But I think uh, the process itself uh, it definitely is difficult. I'm not going to lie. Bro. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, just being someone who, who thinks a lot, it's definitely easy for me to to channel that into writing and words. So if I have a thought, you know, let's say, for example, you just said we lost Phoenix, right? I'm looking <laughs> at the screen like, you know what? <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> CP3 really didn't play well this game, but then it's kind of channeling that into, obviously I have to make it sound grammatically good for, you know, uh, websites and whatnot, but then also 
how do I kind of put my own creative flair and uh, flavor on it as well? So I think that, you know, I'm always going to be myself. So it's not hard to be me in my writing, but I think um, just turning on your brain and saying, all right, I got to go from myself mode to writer me is definitely a challenge. But I think I'm used to it at this point. So, you know, if I have to pump something out within, you know, let's say a couple hours or let's say for the game recaps, they want that <laughs> ASAP snap of a finger. As soon as that final buzz, they're like, ah, we need this recap out. So, um, you know, I can definitely do it with, with the quickness. And I think that has come with just, a lot of time and experience, the same thing as an athlete, man. I think that grind of just what the athletes go through, I'm sure both of you guys played sports growing up. Osei, I know you did too, but just that athlete's grind of, you know, waking up every day and trying to get better to work on your craft, I think it's just repetition. So, you know, we can take a lot of the things that, that these guys do on the screen and apply it to this, and whoever grinds the hardest, man, I think that's who's going to get it at the end of the day. With those recaps when, you know, they you say that they want those recaps fast. Hey, <laughs> are, are you writing notes while the game is going oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. to make most sure definitely. like you yeah. have most of your stuff going on. Yeah. Like, okay, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, <laughs> yeah, you're like yeah. writing during commercial breaks yeah. and just trying to keep up. So once, you know, the final budget does hit, mm. you basically have it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, most of it. It's just, you know, kind of adding the tweaks, the intro, the conclusion, stuff like that. Maybe a play of the game. But uh, most of the time, yeah, it's first quarter, this is what happened. Second quarter, this is what happened. So, you know, I'm kind of watching from a fan's perspective and, getting pissed off if CB3 does something, which he usually does in there. You know, Devin Booker, let's say Frank Kaminsky takes a contested shot when <laughs> D-Book is wide open. I'm kind of in the back. Like, <laughs> I see the shade. <laughs> just a little like, bit. Just a little like, bit. Like, no, come on, Big Tank, what are you doing? But, yeah, at the same time, I'm definitely, you know, typing, typing away. So it's it's half work, half uh, kind of journalist. Always, I, I feel like the same thing for you guys. You know, you watch with the fan perspective, but you also kind of have to, you know, what can I do for this for pick a side? What can I, you know, think and use this for my work? So, yeah, during the game, I'm... I'm always typing if I'm doing a recap, for sure. Obviously, man, it's been working great for you. You're at, you know, NJ.com, which, I mean, we know that's the biggest site in New Jersey when yeah. it comes to just reporting on news, sports, whatever it is. So congratulations, congratulations. on that. Congratulations. Appreciate you know, it. So, Appreciate it. You know, you're on to big things, bro. You're only going to keep doing bigger things. <laughs> you know, I had to give you your flowers real quick before the start of the show. It. But before, <laughs> before you come at me for the Suns losing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get bad. I can't. Now, <laughs> oh, now to start <laughs> off, we're going to start with the NFL. And the NFL schedule came out, and the top five toughest schedules are the Steelers, the Ravens, Chicago, Green Bay, and Minnesota. The easiest schedules are Philadelphia, Dallas, Atlanta. Tampa Bay, Miami, so you both are pumped for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> you see, you see. <laughs> but I want to ask you guys this. When you were looking at the NFL schedule, which game stood out to you the most that you, you can't wait to watch? You know, for me, I'll start first. I'm a Jets fan, so I'm going to start with the Jets. There are two. Week one, Jets versus Panthers, because I want to see Zach Wilson versus Sam Darnold. You know, I at first, I love Sam Darnold, but, you know, <laughs> He, it is what it is. He just wasn't good. So I don't think he's going to be good in Carolina. But if he's, you know, all of a sudden turns it around, I'm going to be pissed off. But if Zach Wilson puts on the show, I'm going to be like, okay, the pick was justified. And another one is a uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Jets. Week 16, Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence. First overall pick versus second overall pick. But what games are you guys looking forward to? Well, I started off, you know, I'm a, a big Justin Fields homer, so I had to go to the schedule first. And the first game that, you know, popped up to me was Niners and the Bears. You know, the team, all, let's be honest, all Niners fans wanted Fields. That's the guy they was, we want Fields, we want Fields, we want Fields. Lance, it was kind of, okay, we're okay. You know, we got him. Like, it's cool. So I think, you know, this game, I don't know if Lance is going to play. I hope he does get suited up and play in there, but I think that game, 
is the first game that pops up into my mind. I was watching that game, and I think that's the one when I'm like, okay, Justin Fields, I think, is going to be out there for that game. Trey Lance is possibly going to be out there for that game. That's going to be a big game, you know, Niners versus the Bears. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think that's that's one of the games where we got to look at and we got to see that's one of the biggest games of the year. Two of the best quarterbacks, in my opinion, in the league is going to be in that game. Then, of course, I'm, I'm a Wentz homer. So, you know, that's another <laughs> one. Niners, I mean, Rams versus the Colts. I think, you know, the Rams, Jared Goff, I think we can all agree, has been holding them back. That defense was elite last year. Goff didn't play the expectations. We can all agree Matthew Stafford is still one of the 10, 15 best quarterbacks in the league. So getting him in there is going to be great. You know, they're going to be upgraded. And then the Colts, you know, Phillip Rivers, he played well last year. They just couldn't get over the hump. They're a young team. They have a lot of talent. Wentz trying to, you know, bring back his career back with his coach, Frank. So I think that's going to be an incredible game. Two top-notch defenses versus two, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I think that's going to be two of my best games. So uh, I'm going to have to go. Let me go straight back to the the dudes who just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of hype surrounding them, but there's also a lot of hype surrounding my team, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> what, what hype? What hype? With everything what that hype? they what they bring out. I mean, you know what? It's going to be people saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl every single year. Every year. I hate it. I'm I'm not a fan of it. And honestly, you know, it's kind of funny when Steven and some of those dudes, uh, <laughs> you know, get crazy about Dallas losing. Um, but they start the season off with the opener. I believe it's the first game of the season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I actually think they're going to get absolutely destroyed by <laughs> Tampa Bay. At least there's some honesty there. <laughs> nah, I mean, I got to keep it a buck, right? I think they're going to get messed up by Tampa Bay. I think Tom Brady, what is he, 44 years old now, something like that, yeah. still is, you know, has everything clicking on all cylinders with that offense. And they pretty much brought back every single guy that helped them win the Super Bowl on defense. So you look at Dallas's offense, I mean, they got a lot of key pieces. They obviously signed Dak Prescott to – Largest guaranteed uh, signing bonus what, in NFL history, like $67 million he's going to make in the first year. So he's going to be eager to show out. I do think it's going to be a good game just from a star-studded perspective. You have guys like Dak, Zeke, uh, Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb on Dallas' side. And then, of course, Tampa Bay. I mean, Tom Brady's that guy. Rob Gronkowski, they brought back pretty much everybody else. Obviously, Bruce Aarons is still the coach over there. So I think that's going to be a great one. And then uh, I'm going to have to go with another one, which is week four again with Tampa Bay because I got to show the Super Bowl champion some love. Tom Brady goes back to Foxborough. I believe it's week four it is. against Bill Belichick. That one is circled for me because there's <laughs> been all kinds of, oh, man. <laughs> of talk back and oh, forth. Nah. Who was the reason why the other was great? Was it Tom Brady just basically carrying Bill Belichick on his shoulders? Or is it the work ethic, the film room genius, the, you know, just absolutely – Hall of Fame worthy, which I believe he is on his own, Bill Belichick coach that got Tom Brady those six rings. And to me, I mean, I think the Bucs are going to pretty much beat up on the Patriots too. Patriots made a lot of splashes in, in the offseason, and you know, I think they're definitely going to be a pretty decent team this year. I think the Bills still are going to win that uh, division. But that's drama, that's popcorn. Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Who would have ever thought we'd see that? I can't wait to see Do that. Do I think Mac Jones would be in by that time? Yes. You think so? You think so? I think so. What about so? what about you, Mister uh, Guru? <laughs> I would, look, I, you know I love Mac Jones, but I think that I don't think Cam struggles. Okay, I think no. with those new added weapons, I think he's right. going to play well. Okay, because of his play style, there is always a risk of injury there. But you know, if he gets injured, of course, I think Mac Jones will step in. But their system is very complicated, so I don't think they want to rush out Mac Jones 
And I think out of all the quarterbacks drafted, he's under the least amount of pressure. Like nobody's really expecting him to play. He went 15th, the last quarterback out of the top five drafted. I don't think he'll be in there by that time. That's what um, I believe that's a uh, week. That's week four, I believe. Week four, yes, yeah. Yes, that's week four. So if maybe if it was like week 11, I would say, yeah, Mac Jones would be playing, definitely. But who knows if Mac Jones beats out Cam and Camp, which is possible. definitely possible. It's possible. It's you know, possible. It can happen. But, you know, that's, again, a circled for me, too, as well. Uh, Tom Brady, actually, the only team he hasn't been yet is the Patriots. And he he tweeted about it or put it on Instagram that this is like his college, you know, friends go going to visit his high school friends. Oh. So that's you know, old man. Yeah, wow. that's, that's old he's man dumb old. Right there. Like Definitely. what? He could be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, another game. Uh, I, not that I have circled, but these are the Thanksgiving games for the NFL. Uh, the Bears versus Lions. Ah, uh, the feels, Raiders, your boy, <laughs> the Raiders versus Cowboys, of course, and the Bills versus Saints. I don't know what it is about Thanksgiving Wait, games, no, but they're the, never the Colts are playing on games. Uh, Thanksgiving. No, they're not. Are they? Who just told me that? I don't think they are. I'm gonna run that. Are you, are you looking at the schedule right now? I, yes, I, I wrote okay. it down. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I wrote it down. Somebody just told me. That. I'm sorry, bro. I mean, <laughs> but but let's see if you uh, look for it. You know, fact check what when's I Thanksgiving? said. Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, yes. No, when is Thanksgiving? The twenty fifth. The twenty eighth. Oh, they do. They play the Bucks. November twenty eighth. Oh yeah. Are you sure? I'm, I'm looking at it right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got the Bucks right. Uh, I don't know if Thanksgiving's on the twenty eighth though. I I could be wrong about that part. But they do play the Bucks. Is it Thursday night? One p.m. That's, if it's Thursday. Uh, okay. If it's yeah. Thursday, gotta be gotta be twenty fifth. This year, 25th. Yeah, so that would be Thanksgiving Sunday. is the 25th. Yeah, this year. Oh, I thought. Oh, it was okay. Sunday. So then yeah, they play not, after. Uh, yeah. so that's Monday night. Yes. No, Thanksgiving is yeah. What I said: Bears at Lions, okay. Raiders at it's Cowboys. Only three games? I thought it was Saints. more than three. No, it's just three. Those you know, the suck. thing about it, I don't know why, but I feel like Thanksgiving games are always bad. It's like, been bad recently. It's I know been, they always they, they always take the Cowboys <laughs> on them. Of course, America's alleged quote unquote team. The Lions too, though. They always slate the Lions there too. Uh huh. They're gonna lose. That's the worst they thing should, in the world. Yeah, they should yeah, move that. Did like, that. Scrap I mean, the Lions from the annual. I feel like just pick <laughs> the best. Teams. It's cool. Justin Fields first year. You know Thanksgiving game. Boom, boom, boom. And then on Christmas, <laughs> it's <laughs> the Browns versus Packers, which okay, I there's one. Is a good that's, game. That's good. That's good. And the Colts versus Cardinals. So that's, that's another good game. He's that's, excited for that one. Hey. So that's another good game. Yeah, it's gonna be a Colts win. You said the Colts were going to win nine games. You pissed me off earlier. They are going to win nine. They're going to win twelve, and I'm How willing many? to bet you nine. 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 Yeah, nine. I'm willing okay. to bet you they'll win twelve games. Where did they finish it in that division? One. One. They're going to win it. I don't think Tennessee's going to be that good next year. No. Nah. You know, quarterback play has to, has to go up, and their defense is not that good. This is what <laughs> I, I, if they don't win ten games, I will buy a Jets jersey. I made <laughs> I made it. my predictions. <laughs> I made I made my predictions for what each team's record is going to be, and use I wanted to do it in a really efficient way. Mm-hmm. So what I did was literally go from week one to week 18 and pick out the okay. winners oh, and wow. then write it down. Okay. Instead okay. of just going for the team and going like, okay, win, win. <laughs> like I wanted to be efficient, be like, okay, let me be realistic. Yeah. And with that, I had the Colts winning nine games. I got the You know, because they, they face a lot of tough teams. Like, let me just look at uh who they face real quick. No, they got Niners. I got it in my face. Niners. Okay. Seahawks, Rams, Bucks, Bills, Dolphins, Ravens. It's gonna be a dog fight. Okay. Patriots, 49ers. Cardinals. Okay. Buccaneers, Bills, Patriots, Cardinals—they got a lot of tough games. But I think they can win those games, though. Yes, because you're you're banking on Carson Wentz being 
who he was before last year. I think even if he's just good, they can still win those he, games. He has to Is be Carson better than Wentz actually good, or was that MVP ish season before he got hurt just a complete fluke of a whale of a season? Are you like asking me that with a dead serious face? Yes. Oh God, here um, we go. <laughs> I mean, I'm smiling, but 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 the yeah, message was, behind it is I, no, I feel like he was good. I feel like last year he was good. Not the year, like not the one that just happened. Yeah. The year before that, when he threw uh, 4K 27-7, I think he was good that year. I think he was good his MVP year. I think like he's like his ability at his peak. You know, he can do a lot with a good amount of heavy. He doesn't need like a number one as he's shown in the past to really put up numbers and get them to the playoffs. He mm-hmm. just needs a good amount of support and I think that's what the Colts have around him. I mean, if he fails now, it's over. Like, it's it's yeah, clips. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they put everything they needed to put yeah. around him for him to succeed. I mean, I've I've always been on the boat that, boat that Carson Wentz was overrated. I've oh. always thought Dak was better oh, yeah. than Carson Wentz. It's, <laughs> it's not even like a question for me. So, this is the question. Is Carson Wentz going to be better than Phillip Rivers was for them last year? Mm. You know, I think Phillip Rivers, even though he's not what Wentz is athletically, I think his moxie and leadership in the locker room is real. And that Carson Wentz just doesn't have that. Mm. Like that, Just being honest, he just mm. doesn't have that leadership. Back mm. to his days in Philly, having the <laughs> locker room split all the time. Always. Like he's a hell of a player, but he just doesn't have that leadership. Mm. So I think nine games is reasonable. I think I think I don't think he needs to be that right now, though. I think with the coach being there, Frank being there, I don't think the guys are asking him to be that. You know, I think they have leaders out there that he doesn't need to be. He just has to go out there and play. And if he can go out there and play, I think they'll be where they need to be. Now you say also, nine and eight. I yes. think their team is good enough to win at least eleven games. They don't. The reason why I say that is because. One, Eric Fisher might not play in the beginning of the yeah, year. That's true. Not going to have a tackle. That's true. And two, I just don't <laughs> think their receiving core is that great. Like T.Y. Hilton T.Y. is older. Is, but you're he's saying that. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. And Michael but, Pittman, you know, he's good. But, but let's be but let's, somebody let's, I'm going to game plan for now. But <laughs> when has Wentz ever had a good receiving core? He's always had an elite receiving threat. He's had Alshon. Last year, Zach Ertz, you talk about... I'm not talking about last year. We're just talking about you said when has he had. But we're, I'm talking about as of lately. The year he threw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions, he was throwing to backups and people who yeah. just got Zach off the Earth practice squad. Zach Ertz did. That's one or guy. Sega Whiteside and, and Greg Ward and, and, and oh. Sega Whiteside is terrible. Don't tell me nothing about him. So I'm saying like he doesn't like as long as Ty is healthy and he's good. Michael Pittman, you know, year two, you know, we got to wait and see on him. You know, jump. Harris Campbell's also come back from. Yeah, they got they got a good running back. Good. They got a good running back squad too. Yeah, they do. So, but, but I'm just saying, too. you know, I just think that um, it's a lot of ifs with him. You, t- we talk about him leading the Eagles to the playoffs, but these are like seven win seasons. It's not like he nine. was winning eleven games. It was nine. Our injury boy, and wait, wait, no. and wait, your boy Dak didn't win nine. Just wanted oh. to point that out. Oh. So you can okay. throw, I mean, you can say all that. Your boy, your boy, your boy, Dak. I mean, I guarantee they, they, they played. They played at That's the end facts. of the year and yeah. he lost. So don't do that. Don't. I mean, I guarantee you. Ask ninety percent of football fans out there and give them this cold squad and say, who do you want to be the quarterback, Dak or Carson Wentz? They're picking Dak. Prescott. They're going to pick Dak Prescott. That's yeah. cool Easily. because Easily. you could say that all you want, but. It doesn't matter. That's any score. <laughs> yeah, it, does, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not just matter. The it doesn't matter because it's about what the what the coach wanted, and the coaches wanted Carson Wentz. No, the, coach, the GM wanted, Frank wanted co- yeah, yeah. Chris Ballard wanted Carson Wentz. <laughs> so it doesn't matter That's what ninety percent of the fans That's think. Right. It's about what the guys who run the, the Colts organization yeah. think. I mean, Dak was not available. Well, so. Dak was available the year before. He didn't make the playoffs. So it's like you're saying all this, and ain't really Carson ain't, Wentz didn't make the playoffs either. Though no, he did. We won the division that year. Oh, okay, that year, that year you got it. You got it. You did the last game of the. That's we beat you. Yeah, we beat. 
Beach House. Boston so Scott was uh, you know, Boston yeah. Scott was spinning all over our team. Yeah, Dak was throwing bad poles. Uh, he, he just I wasn't mean, looking good. Yeah, nah. <laughs> he was injured. It happens. Huh? He was injured. Oh, we're doing that. He was playing. Oh, so we're playing the injury card. No, I'm okay, just saying that's, that's a fact. You said it, bro. I didn't say it. I didn't say words. That's not playing injury. That's just a fact. I mean, when he said, I didn't say words. We'll see this year. said he was injured. We'll see this year. You know, Dak. You know, I don't have Dallas making the playoffs. By the way. Oh my God! Another year. Division? No, oh, no? wait. So that's three straight years that Dak won't make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It's so well, w- last WFT? Year is, we last year oh, he got hurt. WFT over uh, over uh, Dallas, hundred percent. Or oh. New York, New York Giants. Not Fitz Magic, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll save that. So for wait, wait, wait. Yeah, we wait, have wait, that. Wait, wait, we'll that for Fitz Magic, man. Let me ask you a question, both of you two. So, is Dallas good enough to win the division? Yes. They are. When healthy. If Dak is healthy the whole year, they're good enough to win the division, right? No question. Good I, no I agree. Question. We are not in the running. The Eagles, we're not in. I'm, I, Definitely. We're going to win four games. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Throw the Giants out of that, too. I think the Giants, Washington, they have a good enough team. You guys. So you guys are fighting for it. If Dak doesn't make the playoffs <laughs> this year, <laughs> it, they're healthy. They're so fine. You know, the they're doing away. what they're doing. Number one offense in the league. Yeah, cool. Uh, all that's great. If they don't make the playoffs this year, <laughs> what's the next step? I mean, you don't blow it up. You can't blow it up. You just gave him. You just gave making him forty million a year. Making so, the defense better—that's the oh, next step. Okay. Their defense is going to be probably bad again this year. Probably. It's got probably a bunch gonna, of rookies. A bunch yeah. of rookies aren't doing it, and who? Like okay. Keanu Neal and Jalen Kirst aren't doing it either. So got definitely it, got it. Got it. Also, Jalen Smith can't run, and Leighton Vander Esch's neck is, is. I mean, you paid him. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Jones paid a man. He said you paid him. He talked like I he just, paid a team. <laughs> Jerry him, Jones paid a man. He didn't tell you paid Jalen Smith. <laughs> I, I was sleeping on oh. Jalen Smith the moment he came out of Notre Dame, man. I saw the injury. All respect to my boy Jalen Smith, man. I actually he showed me a little bit of love in one of the things I wrote. So I was like, okay, that's I feel cool, like man. But with, with Dallas, every time you had paid them, they just got bad. Except for Demarcus Lawrence, I'll take that one. Okay. And well, I yeah. think when Zeke got paid, oh yeah, no, no, flop. No I mean, that's just running back. Why would you pay a running back though? Yeah. That's my thing. Like, Jalen Smith got paid; he got bad immediately after. About, as long as a carton of eggs, bro. Like <laughs> a running mean, Amari, backs are not going to lie. Amari, Amari's good. Pollard. Amari's Tony, great. Yeah, Tony Pollard was always up a next. great back. Up next, I, I just, swear he's up next. <laughs> you paid Amari Cooper; he's good. You know, Amari. He's been he good. drops the ball, but he's good. I mean, he's just he's the type of dude that's not the spark and just looks like he doesn't care half the time he's on the field, but he's still going to go get you a thousand yards every single year you got i mean i was saying for years you had to pay Dak. they paid him so now if he doesn't make the playoffs you make the defense better but mm-hmm. how long is this to gonna take <laughs> a huge well, disappointment one year i think, so how think much one time? year yes one year because they don't they Me don't too. need too much they don't need too much more to really upgrade the defense they need corners mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing big feet though i think secondary for sure secondary, Safety, that's yes. forced that's what if, my, if micah parsons pans out and keanu neal stays healthy and they also sign the Wait, who's the second guy you said Keanu, Keanu Neal. Keanu oh, okay. Neal. From Atlanta, and yeah. DeMonte Kazi, they signed both Atlanta safeties. Yeah. You know, they can, they can <laughs> solidify that safety position, but I think Keanu Neal is going to be like a, a a linebacker, though, for them, like a weak side linebacker. So, you know, I think the defensive line is fine. Maybe they can add another edge rusher just onto lost, there. Alden didn't go back, right? Yeah, Alden didn't go back. I think mm-hmm. he got in trouble with the law again. I'm not sure. All right, well, there's yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> but they, I just think they just, they just need to solidify corner for me to feel comfortable with that yeah, defense. Easily. They, I mean, they still have on offense. I think they're they're fit. You know, Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb's up next. Amari Cooper, yeah. Tony Pollard, still got Zeke. Yeah, you got to get the line right. You yeah, get the line I, I think. Right but now. I think offensively with the receivers, and I think they're fine. It's just got a lot of work to do, man. Y'all, the Giants and Washington Football Team, y'all going to fight. So I'm not worried about the Giants, schedule. man. <laughs> so the NFL schedule, I think we can all agree there are some really great games that are slated. Yeah, and definitely. a surprise move that happened recently is that uh, Tim Tebow has <laughs> signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, uh, he hasn't signed as a QB, though. He signed as a tight end. 
He is 33 years old. He never played the tight end position in high school, it's college, like life, in like the NFL. Life. <laughs> and, you know, even when he was a quarterback in the NFL, a lot of teams wanted him to transfer into being a tight end or a fullback or one of these other positions. He was never with it. He went to try and, you know, go play baseball. I don't know. It really depends on what your definition definition of success is. You <laughs> think he failed? failed. Yeah. You may Four think years in the minors, man. He didn't make it to the pros, so I'm yeah. have to say it's a failure too. Um, <laughs> so, what do you think about this signing? Do you think that uh, he deserved to get signed over other players? And if yes or no, I mean, what do you think about the signing in general and the backlash that he's been receiving for getting signed? Well, I want to say this. You know, shout out to Tim Tebow. You know, he never quits. He always trying something new and he always seems to make it in whatever he tries. <laughs> so, you know, he failed as a quarterback. I don't think he even failed. I think he just didn't get a second chance, really. You know, he Let's not forget he went to an AFC championship. He will do it. Oh, damn. It was only oh, second no, round. No, second round. Yeah, oh, okay. Second round. Pardon me. Damn. It felt still, like yeah. they, the way they were celebrating, it felt like it was like a, I mean, that Steelers game was crazy, man. Yeah, that, okay. that so, yeah, he Mary went to Thomas. AFC second round. You know, he he was he was uh the catalyst for that. I think he didn't really get a fair chance after that. You know, he went to play baseball. He made it in the minors. He didn't make it in the majors. That's fine. You know, right. he still made it in the minors. Four years. He was there for a little bit. And now he tried out and he became a tight end now listen i i trust urban myers i think urban myers is a smart guy we can all believe that and i think if he must have showed something in that workout where it's like all right yeah he needs he needs to you know he can play tight end so being as that i trust urban myers and i feel like he made the right decision i'm not gonna bash him you know i think he knows what he's doing with this team he knows this is a young team and i was watching on the other uh I don't know why, but I was watching Undisputed, I guess. It just popped up on my phone. <laughs> Club Shay Shay. And Skip was talking <laughs> about how Shay he could bring Shay. the leadership and all the, the adulthood. Like, yeah, okay, he can probably be. But I think he earned his spot respectfully, and I think people should respect that and respect his work ethic. Now, do I think other people should have gotten it? I don't know. I think he – I really don't – I don't know who else went into the workout, but I think he must have busted his ass to really get that shot. So shout-out to Tim Tebow. I don't have a problem with it. I hope he plays. I honestly want to see what he looks like, to be honest, as a tight end. But yeah, shout out to Tim Tebow. He keeps working. He keeps getting the job everywhere. So, yeah. I'll say this. Tim Tebow definitely has my respect. You know, that's from day one, from the Florida days when he was, yeah, there's a famous speech when he was, yeah, that's we're going to get it. <laughs> he was, we're going to do this and we're not going to lose this game. And he was in, I think it was a national championship in the locker room against like Oklahoma or something like that. And I was like, Florida's okay. prime. Every oh, sport, man. Bro. Oh, okay. Like Mike Pouncey. Aaron Hernandez, you had Tim Tebow, you had Percy Cam Newton, Harvin. you had Percy well, Harvin that. on that team. Well, on the same team? That was the same Florida team. Oh, wow. Even in basketball, they won back to back championships. Joe serious? Kim Noah, yes. your boy. <laughs> Joe Kim Noah. Florida was yeah, on one that Al yeah, Horford, yeah, yeah. Corey Brewer, too. Um, yeah, so Tim Tebow's always had my respect. Like I said, grew up in Colorado, so I actually went to the, the Broncos, went on like a crazy win streak that year when uh, Tim Tebow replaced Kyle Orton as a QB. And I went to the one game that they lost to. I want to say it was against the Jets, honestly, which would have been so crazy because they've never been good. <laughs> I think Mark Chan. No, the Broncos beat the Jets. Okay. They, 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 you remember they, they, that? They, 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 okay. Bro, it was I remember that. Okay, oh, good, good, good. I, was Mark Sanchez QB at that time? Yeah. Or? Okay. Tebow ran like a late touchdown. Ah, I remember it. I remember it. Okay. Yeah, I heard so, uh, the Jets. Went to the one game the Broncos lost. You know, Tebow was all famous for his Tebow and thing, which is like the crazy, you know, thing in, in like 2012. And that was the year that yeah. – uh, Ike Taylor got just destroyed by Demarius Thomas, stiff-armed out of his career or something like that, and then uh, 80 yards to the to the end zone, and then they got messed up by same his old teammate Aaron Hernandez and his boys by the Patriots by like it was like 40 something to like 10 or something. Um, so Tim Tebow always has my respect. He's good at, at what he does, just like you said, minor leagues, TV, football. Um, 
But this has to be the classic case of it's not about what you know, it's who you know, because I do not believe that Tim Tebow knows how to play the tight end position <laughs> in the NFL. Dude is 33 years old. I'm sure he had a great minor league career. If you see him just on TV, his, his biceps be popping out of the, the, you know, the suit that he wears. So... You can tell he's in shape. You know, he keeps himself pretty, you know, upkeep. I'm sure his diet's great. I'm sure, you know, he knows what he's doing in terms of just a football mindset. Like you said, Urban Meyer is a very smart guy. Tim Tebow has a great relationship with him. But 33 years old, he's not that fast. I don't know about his hands. And to me, I mean, if you like the leadership, you like the mentality, just bring him in as a coach. That's my thing. But I'm pretty sure you could find a couple dudes, maybe in their mid to late 20s, Maybe a bit taller than Tebow, Tim Tebow, maybe a bit bigger than Tim Tebow, weight wise as well, that could play a tight end position and give Trevor Lawrence a much better target to look for. I don't know if we're going to see Tim Tebow catch over five, ten passes this year. I mean, and if he does, he's going to have a few force fumbles and a few balls getting dislodged because they're going to be looking at this dude like target on your back because you don't deserve to be here. So as far as the move, I mean, I like Tim Tebow. To me, it's just don't bring him in as a tight end. I don't think he can play the position. I don't think he's going to help your team whatsoever. If you want to bring him in, bring him in for his mind. Have him coach. But, you know, Urban Meyer likes the guy, so that's why it happened. He'll be 34 in August. No, Tim Tebow, (laughs) when he went on that run with the Broncos, it was one of the more magical runs that I've ever seen. Easily. And say what you want about his first three quarters, but in that fourth quarter, he absolutely (laughs) lit it up. I saw it firsthand when he beat the Jets and ran in. For that touchdown against my Jets. And, you know, I want to touch on three main points. I want to touch on that I've seen get talked about. Tebow versus Kaepernick, whether he's deserving of it, and the connections portion of it. Uh, When he got signed, you know, some NFL players reacted. Devin Bush said, Tebow got a job (laughs) before Kaepernick. Wait till we play Jacksonville with the sleeping emoji. said it's over. And then Deshaun Elliott tweeted, Crazy how Tebow gets a chance with an NFL team when there's hundreds of guys who actually deserve a chance after all the hard work <laughs> they have put in. So first with the Tebow versus Kaepernick, I just don't think that's a fair comparison. I think it's, it's comparing apples to oranges. Mm. I don't think it's really a fair comparison. Tebow isn't even going to sign as a quarterback. So, you know, what spot he's taking away from Kaepernick? He's signing as a tight end. He's not signing as a quarterback. And the second one, deserving. Um, I mean, what track record is more deserving than Tim Tebow. Like, I know that not as a tight end, maybe, but when we talk about, tra- like, deserving, Alden Smith didn't play football for five years and got signed by the Cowboys. Sure. When he got signed, was there backlash? Everybody was like, yo, we're glad this guy's back in the league, getting his life on track. Nobody said he doesn't deserve this because of the mistakes he made in the past. So Tebow, a guy who not only didn't get a chance to play quarterback again after he led the Broncos to the playoffs, and, and had a magical run, he didn't get a chance to be on an NFL squad again, not even play quarterback. People will totally dismiss that idea. And now that he's getting a shot, people are saying he's not deserving. What is deserving? I think deserving Define is... Define deserving. Yeah, <laughs> des- deserving is so subjective. You know, <laughs> I could think point. I deserve a million dollars. You could think I deserve a hundred thousand. If you, know, you work for it. Yeah, you know, who who's to say who is deserving of this? I think Tebow, he's done everything right to this point in his career. He has never said the wrong thing. He has never been controversial, at least like in a negative way. I think outside of just his comment about uh, college athletes getting paid, he hasn't really said anything, you know, controversial. So, you know, why isn't he deserving of an NFL shot? I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And then the connections part. Yeah. Tim Tebow, 99% probably got the job because of urban Meyer and that connection. But 
isn't that the way the world works? Like, don't, doesn't don't people get jobs every day because of who they know? It's not how what they do. You know, we see that all the time, especially in, in sports. And, you know, we have media figures on TV that say he only got it because of connections. It's unfair, this and that. But there are guys that go to school for communications and journalism that work their entire lives and don't get an ESPN shot. But NFL athletes who just finished playing maybe a five-year career get that spot on TV. You know, are we bashing them because of their connections? I don't think, you know, it, I don't think it really makes much sense. Yes, he got it because of connections, but I don't think that's necessarily something to bash this guy over. And for Devin Bush to say he's basically going to lay him out, I think it's pretty. <laughs> I love it. I, I it's think, valid. I, I mean, love it's it. NFL football. Lay him out. It's NFL football. Lay him out. Lay him out. <laughs> maybe it's just me from Some a rivalry it's just me from a fan standpoint that i, I don't really like that type of uh so a, emotion and energy i like but it. i guess you. you know whatever so but those are my three he's points you know <laughs> whether oh, he's nah. deserving or not is very subjective and the connections part you know in any other industry we we rarely backlash people for getting jobs because of their connections no, i agree i like like and like you said with the basketball thing you know guys play five ten years and then they just automatically get a job you know we see guys like shag chuck Mind you, they're Hall of Famers, but they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, casual. It's just I mean, Kendrick casuals. Perkins. Is well, he's horrible. Pe- I mean, like Kendrick Perkins wasn't <laughs> a Hall the of Fame. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like Ryan Hollins oh. got a job too. Ryan Hollins is that's, the that's, absolute worst. Yeah, he was oh, the worst rated player oh in 2K. Oh wow! What's it was really? Jeremy Lin? Did you look that up? Ryan Hollins was at one point. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's 2K. He was on the Clips, right? Yeah, like 59. And I'm not like like we're not bashing those guys, but it's like, yo, these guys are getting jobs over. People who have been in the media for and we don't say a years, word. Yeah, yeah, and true, nobody says a word. But oh, Tebow gets a job. Oh, let's just burn the world because this guy doesn't <laughs> deserve this. Like, no, I agree. There's, I there's people no you know in the media world under in you know underground that deserve spots before these athletes. But, yeah, definitely. You no, know, like whoever you know is going to get you to that spot. So I think like with Tim Tebow though, you you can't really say that because he worked hard for everything he's ever earned. You know, minor league football career he's worked and i think he did he put in the same work he put in for this tight end spot that he did for baseball in his quarterback career so i don't think you can put that same you know you can put that same thing on him i think these other guys are different than him and i think he's earned everything he got i mean i think i have a soft spot for Tim Tebow because i think he's genuinely a good guy i I was on tiktok just swiping up and i saw a tim tebow like three minute video pop up and I don't know how we got it three minutes because TikTok only allows you to upload a one minute video. <laughs> but maybe at a Tim certain Tebow, follower man. account. You, yeah. you, I remember that uh, <laughs> that uh, speech he gave. I forgot it was during a college championship game and he was given to, I think it was Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, when they was yeah, about yeah, to play, yeah. and I don't know if it was Oklahoma, but it was a team. I think they was about to play. And he just gave this roaring speech, right, bro? Don't be Crazy. scared. Man, he has a red, lot of like, he he's has a great motivator. He's scared of yeah, like he's what a great are we doing? Motivator. Like, but right now, this amazing. guy Tim Tebow is literally you know preaching to a bunch of people about the human trafficking that's going on in the United States and around the world. You know, like because you know the United States is actually like the number one leader in like human trafficking. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, we said. We said. I thought it was like Russia. And Tim nah. and Tim Tebow is literally like. <laughs> one of the guys that is trying to shed light into that situation. So I think he's genuinely a good dude. So everybody that's, you know, all this backlash I think is unwarranted. I think part of it comes because it's Tim Tebow, though, because he doesn't have a track record. Like you said, Alden Smith got arrested, was in jail for a while, um, and then basically came back off the streets. And I, nobody said anything, but at the same time, that happens to a lot of guys, not necessarily being in jail, but just controversial things when they get back on the field. Kareem Hunt, 
Greg Hardy, just to name a few. But Tim Tebow's like record is completely unscathed. Like you said, he gives AP. great speeches. Like he's got the the God factor on his side. He's you know spirituality. The girls like him. He did. He's good at pretty much whatever he does. So. It seems like guys like that who don't have any blemishes on their record, people just love to hate for some reason. So yeah, it's like, like, okay, yeah, you guys like him. He's gonna get opportunity. I don't like that. I want to. I'm gonna go yeah. hit him like Devin Bush said. I had to do. I guess he feels like he had to do so much more than Tim Tebow did. Honestly, Tim Tebow works just about as hard as anybody and whatever he does. So that's why he's successful. Yeah, he knows some people. Of course, that's why he got that job with Jacksonville. I mean. Who's there? There's no one that's denying that. Ninety nine point nine percent of the people in the world will say that that's why he got that job. But at the same time, I think the hate that he's getting is just because it's the poster child of everything that is good with sports and the sporting world, Mister Tim Tebow himself. And so when you have a guy like that, people just love to hate him for some reason. Yeah, that's the world we live in. Though you know, we're always going to find something negative in in a positive thing. That's really what it is at this point. I could think of an example, but honestly, I'm pretty much blank right now. And I haven't wrote anything down, but I, I'm pretty sure you can find a bunch of examples of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think he's deserving of this backlash that he's getting. And it's going to continue because people in the media are going to keep talking oh, it's about be, it. It's of course. And if he fails, oh, God. The minute that course. he gets hit really anything hard he and drops the football. Well, if he, as soon as he drops oh, it, somebody like, anything he does. House of Highlights is going yeah. crazy oh, on him. Like. Yeah, so, okay, let, let's, do a little, let's do a little betting game right here. Okay. So Tim Tebow, a, obviously Devin Bush. Devin Bush said he's going to you know lay him out, whatever. Oh, word. So, okay, which one are you taking? Are you taking uh, Tebow? Like, let's say they hypothetically they they – are going head to head open mm. field. Who are you he taking might, to win that might. matchup? Tim Tebow's a big dude, man. Say, he's six <laughs> three. He looks solid. Devin uh, Bush is a big though. dude, man. Nah, Devin Bush definitely. Got that, I, you know what? That I, I, I got to go with the Pittsburgh boy. Them boys is dogs out there defensively. You can say whatever you want about their offense, but all them boys get gritty on defense. So I, I'm gonna have to go with Bush. I think Bush is really gonna lay him out. Tim Tebow has not taken contact in about three years other than a 97-mile-an-hour baseball that may have come to his dome every now and then. So I'm going to have to go with just exactly what you said, Devin Bush. I mean, dude hits dudes for a living. Tim Tebow was hitting baseballs for the last three years. I think one-on-one, <laughs> he's a pretty big guy, but you put some shoulder pads in the situation. And then, like you said, just greediness and heart. You cannot coach that. Devin Bush probably lays him out and has him on the ground for at least two to three minutes. To be honest, head-to-head <laughs> Tebow versus Devin Bush, I have – I have Tim Tebow. I think he's going to have the yeah. Holy Spirit with him. He's the Holy Spirit carry him to the Can't nothing be God, with man. Devin Bush. Yeah, Actually, I might have to take that back. Um, Devin oh. Bush is going to feel the wrath of no, God. I just look, oh. No, I say that because the I just height. looked at Devin Bush. Yeah, he's 5'11". And he's Tim Tebow's bigger than him. He's yes. taller than him. Uh-huh. He might be stronger than him. Who are you so, taking us? Devin Bush is 5'11". I'm, I'm going to take Tim Tebow on Tim this Tebow? one. Tim oh, Tebow? Yeah. Oh, Devin Bush is 5'11". I'm 5'10". <laughs> I'm 5'10". And I'm, Listen, man, that's about that shoulder three. pad height, bro. That's what they told Tim us Tim in the Tim Tebow also has that shoulder drill. pad height. Tim, Tim Tebow is 6'2". Who gets lower, man? Who gets lower, but he's still a big dude. Yeah, I'm going to take him down. I'm going to have to run that back. I'm going to go In a boxing match, give me Tim Tebow. In a boxing match. You want Tim Tebow versus Devin Bush celebrity boxing, man? In the same way. Give me Tim Tebow. I think Tim Tebow got that crazy left hook, but. On the football, Tim is two thirty six. Bush is two thirty four. Mm. Hopefully, you see that Bush, happen because they they face be Jacksonville. They better put. Let's Jacksonville. see if he makes it that far. Oh, <laughs> nah, Jesus, let's see if yeah. he makes it that far. That's, is that week seven? You said point. I I don't know. I ne- I never mentioned the week. Uh, I, th- I could have swore you mentioned the week. Maybe it could be if you check it up. Let me see. Let me, see. Let me double check that real quick. But uh, I want to move on to this other subject. Uh, talking about Justin Jefferson, who was. A star receiver last year could have won Offensive Rookie of the Year if it wasn't for Justin Herbert having a magical season at quarterback for a rookie. 
And he went on the Colin Coward show, The Herd, and he talked about Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow. He mentioned that Burrow and Cousins, they don't have great arms, but they're accurate. They get it to where they it needs to be. But he also mentioned Burrow had more swagger than Cousins. And That's I don't, true. I don't think anybody's <laughs> denying that. I mean, Kirk Cousins. Oh, Burrow got swag with oh, the yeah. little the cigar in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think you can really say that, yeah, Cousins has more swagger. So Burrow definitely has more swagger. But he also said Cousins is afraid to get hit. Jeez. He hinted at Kirk Cousins being afraid to get a hit. Uh-uh. I mean, the Vikings have had a, a horrible offensive line for the past couple of years, so I wouldn't be surprised if he is getting a little starstruck when he sees a, a rusher coming towards him. But he also mentioned that Kirk Cousins gets a lot of criticism that he doesn't deserve because most of the games that they lost last year were not on Kirk Cousins. And when asked about Minnesota potentially trading up for Justin Fields, um, or no, they were going to draft Justin Fields at 14 if he was there. Justin Jefferson said that we have to build on for after Kirk or whatever the case may be. <laughs> whatever the case okay. may be. That's funny. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the question is, how long do you think Kirk Cousins will be in Minnesota? Do you think his time is up after next year? I mean, his contract ends after 2022. But next year, going into next season, he's going to have a cap hit of $45 million and a dead cap of $45 million, which means that they can cut him and break even so if it were to happen. <laughs> I don't think anybody's in the market to trade for Kirk Cousins. No. I don't think nobody's going to do it. So I think the logical thing would be to wait out his contract. You know, I think that's the, the plan. I think with Justin Jefferson, though, you see him coming to the defense of his quarterback. You know, it's saying that he feels like a lot of the games we lost wasn't Kirk Cousins' fault. And granted, you know, I, I saw you uh, put up some stats the other day. Kirk Cousins isn't a bad quarterback. Not at all. You know, he put up some impressive stats last year that rivaled Russell Wilson. One guy just made the playoffs. The other guy kind of didn't. So, you know, it's it's one guy is magical. The other guy is just kind of like a quarterback that just does the right things, you know. And when he says he doesn't like getting hit, you know, I don't think a lot of quarterbacks like getting, hit. I don't, <laughs> like, like getting hit. Not every, not everybody's Big Ben, you know, can take every hit and just like, all right, I'm going to get oh, up course. and I'm going to be okay. Yeah, shrug it off. So, you know, uh, and he's not a big guy. You know, Kirk Cousins is kind of a small guy. So I don't, you know, he's seen quarterbacks in his division, in his conference get hurt a lot. So, you know, and he, it's warranted. He doesn't want to get hit. But I think, yeah, I think he just wastes out the next bit of his contract. You know, I think, I think right now they're at a really great position, you know, to make the playoffs and make a deep run. But I think it's going to come down to Kirk Cousins. Can he do it in the playoffs? But I think they're uh, in a position to make the playoffs and make a run. But I think like after his contract, I think he's done. You know, he's what he's about 33, 34 years old. 33, I yeah, believe. Yeah, so he'll be about 34, 35 at that point. So I think it's about time they start looking for another quarterback to be a successor. You know, Justin Jefferson is young. Adam Thielen, he's getting to that end of his career. You know, Justin Jefferson, he's young. He just got here. So, obviously, he knows Kirk Cousins isn't going to be his quarterback for the future just for a couple years. So, I think he's just he's looking down further in the path, and I think that's good for his age and his mindset to know that this is not the end of it all. They'll have another quarterback. So, I think, yeah, Kirk Cousins will be just – and he'll be there for the next two years, maybe one. I'm going to have to give Kirk Cousins one more year – Period. I think Justin, like you said, Justin Jefferson is shout out to the Justins actually. Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert, one and two for rookie of the year. Let me just uh let me throw that out there real quick. But uh <laughs> I think that, you know, Justin Jefferson, great receiver, one of the best in the game already, honestly, as a rookie. He looked like, you know, his year five or six. Um and another thing that he said in that interview with Colin Cowherd was 
we weren't surprised that Justin Fields was on the list because we want a quarterback that is dominant. So obviously, Kirk Cousins is not dominant. 51-51 overall record. I think he has a 67% uh, completion percentage throughout his career, which isn't that bad. But 51-51 is 500 ball. You're, you're, you know, you're not doing anything with that. Does he have a playoff win? Does Kirk Cousins have yes, a playoff he does. win against he does. the Saints? He the Saints. Right? A couple times. Against the Saints. Right? Yes, I think it's okay. just, hey, Kyle he Rudolph. has one playoff win. Shout out to Kyle Rudolph he beat for, Brees. That, uh, for that catch. Yeah, and also, well, that was Case Keenum. Which is not hard to do in the playoffs. Right, right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's your guy. I mean, is Drew Brees is your guy. guy. Drew Brees is not my that, guy. That's one of your favorite quarterbacks oh. ever. That is your guy. Last oh. year we were debating the Okay, but is that year. not one of your favorite oh. quarterbacks? Oh. I like him, but he's not your guy. That is your guy. Tom Brady said, is my guy. my guy. That's my guy. Drew, Drew Brees is your guy? You got to go back in the episodes. Please okay. go back in the episodes. No, no, no. He said Pick a side, Drew Brees. I'm going to have to fact check you right now. Oh. I'm serious. We're going to see. But yeah, Kirk Cousins, not that great. I remember when he was in Washington. Obviously, I was paying attention a lot more because of Dallas, but... um. He was getting franchise tagged every single year because they were like, okay, is this the year that you're going to actually do something to prove that you can get more than just a franchise tag? And he never really did it. He has, I think he's had five seasons of over 4,000 yards, which is pretty good uh, overall. I mean, you pass 4,000 yards for a quarterback, you're doing pretty well. But only two seasons passing 35 or 30 touchdowns, and then last year he threw 35, but that was definitely because he had Justin Jefferson at his disposal. Yeah, that boy good, DBG. Um, but, yeah, I think Kirk Cousins, he's getting old. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have that it factor in terms of locker room, like you, you know, Justin Jefferson and you both said. Uh, Joe Burrow is way more charismatic, way, way more swagger. You know, all of those intangibles that you talk about. Kirk Cousins, the only fire I've seen from him is that you like that video, like <laughs> two He's or three cool. years ago. He's cool guy, pretty good leader. But I'm taking a Joe Burrow. I'm taking a Justin Fields. I'm taking a Trey Lance. I'm taking any one of those guys over Kirk Cousins to lead Trey me to the future. Lance. I'm taking Ooh. Trey Lance over Kirk Cousins, man. At least for the future. That might be a, a hot take. But, you know, that's what we do here, right? At Pick a song. You said hot take. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, give me one more year. And honestly, I think there were a lot of people trying to draw up a huge quarterback controversy about that comment that he made. I didn't think Justin Jefferson's comment was really that bad at all. I think he was just telling the truth and... Guys should get more flowers for telling the truth because Kirk Cousins is not the long term. Justin Jefferson definitely is. I'm disappointed (laughs) in your answer. (laughs) And and, uh, the reason why is because I think Kirk Cousins has become one of the more underrated quarterbacks. Oh, boy. Uh And, you know, that's a hot take. We we always talk about Matthew Stafford being underrated for being a loser. (laughs) And we talk about, you know, other quarterbacks that are underrated, like Derek Carr, who really hasn't won much at all. You know, made the playoffs, but, you know, got injured, never got to play in it. And we label these guys as underrated, but Kirk Cousins has has done nothing but be exceptional. Since he's got into the Minnesota Vikings. Exceptional. Exceptional. Yeah. Exceptional is a, that's has, a word choice. That's a pretty big word. He has been <laughs> exceptional. exceptional. Kirk Cousins. I mentioned a tweet, but I mentioned it in, in stats form. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins last year had 4,265 yards through 35 touchdowns to only 13 interceptions and had a 105 quarterback rating. Russell Wilson threw 4,212 yards. So Kirk Cousins threw more yards. Wilson had 40 touchdowns, so more touchdowns than Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. and he had 13 interceptions, which was less than, which was the same as Kirk Cousins, and he had a 105.1 quarterback rating. So they both had the same quarterback rating, and Wilson's completion percentage was better by one percent, so not much. But Kirk Cousins had the 29th ranked defense in the league <laughs> and the 26th ranked offensive line. Russell Wilson had the 15th ranked defense in the league in the 14th ranked offensive line. So that narrative that Russell Wilson's offensive line is just abysmal unit, last year it wasn't true. It was actually pretty average, pretty good. And Kirk Cousins, since he's gotten to Minnesota, 
his offensive lines have been bottom 20. If Russell Wilson puts up great stats and has a bottom 20 offensive line, he's elite. He's great. He's this. <laughs> well, let me and look, look, I'm not saying Russell Wilson is not. Oh, okay. Because okay. he is. He is. Uh, he is. Like, that question, bro. He is. Like, Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> but how come when Kirk Cousins, when he's dealing with the same circumstances, with especially this past year with having a bad defense and then having a horrible offensive line, we're not saying, wow, how was Kirk doing this with the bad offensive line? And if you want to mention weapons, fine. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson has DK, Metcalf. He has Tyler Lockett. You know, when you were talking about DK and Lockett versus Jefferson and Thielen, is it that far? It's even. I don't I don't I think it's even. I mean Stefan Diggs is pretty good too. Yeah, Stefan Diggs is good. Oh yeah. And then we have <laughs> Stephon yeah. Diggs yeah. is pretty good too. And I think Dalvin Cook too kind of puts, you know, yeah. puts the Vikings weapons at least a little bit over the top, but I think Kirk Cousins just gets super disrespected. I'm not saying they should not start looking at different options because they already had having a draft in Kellen Mond, who I think is going to be really good. But I just think that this hate that Kirk Cousins gets is well, really crazy. I think it's unwarranted. Well, let me ask you a question. Because his losses aren't on him. I just want to, before you ask me this question. Go ahead, sir. Last year, Sunday Night Football, I believe, Vikings versus Seahawks. Fourth and one, basically fourth and inches. Mike Zimmer chooses to go for it. If the Vikings get this first down, they win the game. Who did he give it to? Their Alec- best player? They gave it to Alexander Madison to run the ball, which is yeah, a very common thing. You're not gonna, you're not gonna <laughs> throw the ball Dalvin fourth Cook? and one. Yeah. yeah, nope. Dalvin Cook wasn't wasn't didn't play that game. Oh, okay, okay, you know? okay, okay. So Alexander Madison, he has a wide open lane to the right. He doesn't take it. He runs into traffic, and they and then you know turnover on downs. Russell Wilson goes down the field, scores touchdown. Seattle wins. Is that on Kirk Cousins? Well, let me ask that you. Loss is not on Kirk what Cousins. got them to that point to where the game was tied? Good question. The Vikings? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean what got them to like, that point? Like, 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 the Vikings. Yeah, like what got them to that point with the game? Like why was it fourth and three? What did he do? What did he not do to get them fourth and three? Well, you know, I think. <laughs> three I think, of the downs. Yeah, like, like, I think what you're saying is very cherry picked. Right? And, 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 and the reason for that, that's such a bad, that's no, such just, a bad I example. I just asked the because, question. Okay, what he did is that he threw 250 yards, oh, okay, had okay. two touchdowns, and had a 92.8 quarterback yeah, rating. Interesting. That's what he I just, did. I, all I did was ask, what did he do at the drive that you're talking <laughs> about where Alex and Madison didn't make the play? Because did Kirk make the plays before that to get them in that position? I mean, yes, he did make oh. the plays, but you know, fourth and one, I think you know that's not that's a that's pretty good for a quarterback well, what was, to do. What was Russell Wilson's continue. numbers? Uh, Russell Wilson, I just had it up in that game. He had three touchdowns to one interception, and one hundred quarterback rating. What was the yards? Three and some. I change? think three hundred something. Okay. So he did outplay Kirk. I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm not. But well, back to the my Vikings would have won that game. And then also, wait, 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 just, wait, wait, wait. hold on. Before you ask it, Justin, <laughs> Vikings faced Dallas last year. Yeah, uh, why did why did Minnesota lose? <laughs> oh no! Nah. Why did they lose? You answered that question. No, I'm asking. Oh, you're me. asking me. Minnesota lost because Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins was was not bad. Minnesota lost because of their defense and <laughs> one of the worst ranked units last year. Okay, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. I just want to shoot you a question. <laughs> you threw up some numbers. They were impressive. Don't get me wrong. I like them. They were awesome. Kirk Cousins. Numbers don't lie. I mean, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. cute. It was, it was cool, cute. Right? It was cute. Now, from week one to I can say about week twelve, Russell Wilson was in the MVP conversation. For a majority of the year, Kirk Cousins wasn't. Well, and you're saying it's because of the defense 
in the offensive line. I'm actually no. I'm just I'm here to why, ask why questions. Why was why was Kirk Cousins not in the conversation? I'm, I want you. I want you to answer these questions. Because they weren't winning. That's really what it oh, okay. was. He's so, on the Vikings. So, 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 <laughs> let, me, so let me let me ask you a question. Do you think Ryan Tannehill was in the conversation for some point too last year? Well, let, let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you think, do you think if you plug in another quarterback that they're good enough to get that team to at least the playoffs? In Minnesota last year, yeah, Minnesota last year, twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty. I'm actually what quarterback? I asked you. Why are you asking me? No, because you have to give me a quarterback. I think if they have Russell Wilson, they don't make it. Okay. Over Green Bay, you don't make it. Okay. You don't win the division over Green Bay. So let me plug. Let me plug in a different thing. Do you think if Kirk Cousins is in the uh, Seattle, they win a playoff game? Yes, they definitely make the playoffs. I don't know if they win a playoff game, but they definitely make the playoffs. Okay. Just want to see where your head is at with this Kirk man. I think they will make the playoffs if Kirk Cousins went to Seattle. So you put you put Kirk Cousins. On Seattle, and they do better than Russell Wilson. No, they don't do better. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying that, okay. but I think they do they make, make the playoffs. The playoffs. Okay. They do make the they playoffs. Make the playoffs. They're, they're, for some reason, Seattle they're they're in a lot of close games, and a lot of luck goes their way. Luck when or winning just Russell these, Wilson? It's not even sometimes mostly Russell Wilson. I mean, oh, when man, they man. when they had that's an a arm, bad man. I, man. Gotta, <laughs> I forgot where it was, but I think it was a playoff game versus the Packers, an onside kick, and the, Seattle recovered it. You know, so a and lot of they things, scored. Yes, but I'm oh. saying, you know, that was not possible without the special teams doing their job. I mean, so but if they don't I'm just score. Saying, a lot of things happen to Seattle that they get they get they get away with a lot of stuff. I'm not saying, you know, it's <laughs> Russell Wilson hundred percent is is not obviously, but I'm just saying a lot of bad luck goes the Vikings way. And if you look at Kirk Cousins primetime stats, which is what he's criticized the most for, he's actually not bad in primetime. That's a false narrative. Does he lose? Yes. But just like in basketball, I'm not gonna blame I'm not gonna blame Devin Booker, you know, for you know, these past previous years. I'm okay. not gonna blame him for but you can't boast up now he's coming for you. But you can't but you can't boast up his stats because they're not yeah, if you're not inevitably, winning, yeah, inevitably the they're not. No, winning. I can Both say I can say he plays he plays well. He okay. plays well. He plays well. And I mean he plays like a great quarterback in those primetime games. And a lot of the times, it's just his team not making the necessary plays. Statistically, like PFF even made these charts that in primetime games, Kirk Cousins' team supporting cast plays significantly worse in these big-time games. So how many years do you think Kirk Cousins has? With you Minnesota? Never that. Like, <laughs> Look, the original I, I think, OG question. <laughs> I, think, I think two seasons. I think this season and next season, he will be gone because I do think Kellen Mond will be a good quarterback. And I think that he will step in for your starter at Texas A&M. He has a really strong arm. Justin Jefferson has, has already worked out with him over the summer, you know, and he raved about Kellen Mond. So that's why I think it's going to be easier to move on from Kirk Cousins. But I do think he gets a lot of undeserving criticism because he, he's played like a top 10 quarterback since he's gotten to Minnesota. And for some reason, people think he's Jimmy Garoppolo. Wait. You said what? Top, top 10? Top 10? <laughs> you think he's top 10 <laughs> right Top 10 no, quarterback. he's played like a top no, I'm 10 quarterback. I'm asking you, where do you, no, you rank saying, him? I mean, I think he's in the Dak Prescott category. Oh, no. So, like, Honestly, like, 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 yes, like I do think so. Like, yeah. So, like, end of 10. He can be 10. He can be 12. Oh, so, in the 10 like the 15 to 20 range for me. Because Dak Prescott is top 10 easily. No question. Top 10 easily. 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 You can't name me 10 quarterbacks better than Dak Prescott. Tom Brady, Aaron uh, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Patty Russell Mahomes, Jackson, Patty. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, um, jo- I need Lamar? Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. No, not Lamar. Yet. Not yet. Wait, we're Lamar. not putting Justin Herbert. Not yet. Lamar. Not yet. After not his yet. season, Lamar. Yeah, I you named can have Lamar. Lamar. You can you can say Lamar. You didn't name Lamar. Yes, I did. So that's seven. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar, Lamar. Jackson. 
We're missing. We're missing. Nobody. People. No, no, no. Oh, Josh yeah. Allen. Six. Josh Allen. You're not missing. No, nobody. we're missing mad quarterbacks. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I'll, I'll go because I have a list in front of me. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Oh, are we mentioning Deshaun? Yeah, of course. He might not even play next year. He's still better. He's better. He's better. Okay, we'll name Deshaun. Josh Allen. That's five. Russell Wilson. Six. Um, Lamar Jackson. Seven. Okay. Ryan Tannehill. No. What That's debatable. That's, that. They're in the same. They're in the same conversation. Justin, I I think Justin Herbert's better can, than Dak. I'll give you. I'll give you Justin Herbert. Okay, so, so eight, that's eight. eight. Kyler Murray, debatable. That's tough. I I haven't seen enough. But honestly, honestly, Kyler Murray is a sleeper right now for MVP this what year. What about Baker after what the no, year he had? No, no, no. Not putting um, Baker above Derek that. Carr. <laughs> no, not not Derek Carr. Matthew Stafford. Stafford? Talent wise, yes. Winning wise. What, 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 what? Matt no. Ryan? Is it winning was? He nah. Because he can't win. He doesn't win. Okay, but he was, okay, let's see what Matthew Stafford does. Is Matt Ryan With better? the Rams, no. What? No. I think right now, Because no. he has a Super Bowl? Okay. He's old. Uh, he doesn't Kirk, have a Super Bowl. I, I, I think Kirk Super Cousins and Dak is debatable. I I would favor Dak, but I think it is debatable. I think you can go either way. I think Dak gives you more from leadership So you told all of, you told us that all for you to say you'd favor Dak. So because of the leadership thing. Oh, okay. I like Dak a lot, but... Talent, talent, pure talent. Kirk I think if we're talking Scott. about if we're talking about pure production, the past yeah. couple. I mean, of years, pure talent. Dak I is in top ten. Okay, pure he, talent. Dak is in top ten. He's not okay because you have to say mm, Kyler. That's, that's valid. Arm talent no, and Stafford. No. Yeah, and Stafford. I, I think easily. off production. If you look the past past three seasons, Kirk versus Dak. Kirk has been better. Mm. Winning probably, wise and talent. Yeah, I mean, winning yeah, wise yeah, and stats. Yeah, you could probably you could probably cook up some good numbers for that. That would be that'd be a hard comparison. Yeah, Dak, must, must Dak was on pace for uh, six thousand last year before. Ah, uh, come on, he played so, like what five so, games? Hey, man, he was playing hey, scrubs man. in the beginning. He was playing scrubs. Russell Wilson was on pace for like, like seventy touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's no ring. Give me Dak over Kirk Cousins any day of the week, though. Uh, yeah, you know you're gonna say that. <laughs> of course, <laughs> no, no, of course. That's his team. I like that. Of course, that's his team. <laughs> so, um, talking about quarterbacks, one of the teams in the NFC North has a quarterback dilemma, <laughs> and that's uh, the Green Bay Packers with. Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, right? So the Packers GM, Brian Gutenkes, said that Jordan Love has a long way to go. Interesting. You know, he has a long way to go, and if you've seen Jordan Love's practice footage, he's missing nets. He's missing the nets and, and, and quarterback drills. He doesn't look very impressive. But Devontae Adams did go on the Colin Coward show. You know, a lot of athletes have been going on there recently. <laughs> and he called Jordan Love a hard worker, and he soaks everything up like a sponge. When it comes to learning from Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know exactly what that means. Jordan Love's stats in Utah State last year were 20 touchdowns to 17 interceptions. And I don't know. I mean, just your gut feeling. I know it's way too early to say that this guy is going to be a bust or he's going to be good or not. But just your gut feeling, hot take, what do you believe Jordan Love will be? Will he be a good NFL QB or will he be a bust? Ah. You know, I would say this. I'm going to say this. If Devontae Adams leaves, because I know he said he, he made a comment saying if Aaron goes out, I'll have to look at my options for the future. If Devontae Adams leaves, it's going to be a pretty rough year or two for Jordan Love. You know, that is their number one guy. I think that's one of the best receivers they've had in Green Bay history. That's been Aaron's guy for a really long time. Aaron Jones is still there. So... They have a running back, but I think like you need that number one for especially for a young guy to really you know get him in that motion. But I think Jordan Love has all the talent in the world, 
And I think what we've seen in Green Bay going from Brett Favre to eventually Aaron Rodgers, I think they know what they're doing in terms of quarterback. So I, 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 if I had to guess on it, I don't think he'd be a bust. I think he'll be a good starter, you know, with a chance to be a, like, I don't know what they would call it in the NFL. So I would say like an all-star type guy in the NFL. I think pro he has. Pro bowler? Yeah, a pro bowler. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't think of it right like, okay. But yeah, I think he'll be, I think he'll definitely be that, that type of player for Green Bay. It's just about building around him, getting those pieces and doing what they didn't do for Aaron Rodgers in the last couple of years because he is still really young. Yeah, it's, it's a project for me, man. I mean, like you said with the, uh, the whole Cones thing and uh, whatever it was that he just wasn't hitting <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, to me, the, the Green Bay Packers definitely drafted him for quarterback talent, for arm talent. He has a lot of that. He has a huge arm. Uh, he's pretty athletic, so kind of gives you a, a, a little bit of it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers can run it. You know, he's, he's not a bad athlete. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers actually has some of the best scrambling, maybe not running, you know, past the line of scrimmage, but just scrambling pocket awareness that I've seen in NFL history. Um, so I think they did like that in terms of similarity to Aaron Rodgers. I think Jordan Love um, gives you that, you know, dual threat QBs. That's where the league is transitioning to guys like Kyler Murray, um, Cam Newton. Jay Fields. Yeah, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Um, so I think, you know, he... I wouldn't say Pro Bowler. I think that that's a lot. That's no, a lot no, no. Guy. I said he can be like that type of player. I didn't say he was going to make the Pro oh, Bowl. Okay, no, no guarantees on the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I can't okay. guarantee. You. Okay. I can't guarantee you in the okay. Pro Bowl. Uh, I thought you were stamp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Go to the Pro Bowl, man. Okay, um, so I think he'll be a decent starter. I think he'll be around. Honestly, that Kirk Cousins level, really, where I think he can give you, you know, four thousand <laughs> yards. I think he could give you 30 ish touchdowns per year. I think the Devontae Adams thing that you mentioned is huge because if you don't have receivers to throw it to, you know, I'm not. Trust me, I know. Uh, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know you I do. Know. I know you do. Um, if you don't have guys to throw it to, you're not gonna do anything in this league. So he's not gonna be a type of guy like Patrick Mahomes, for example, who sit him out one year, plug him in play, and he just turns into this, you know, actually no one's back to home. That's, you know, a bad comparison, of course. But even a guy who comes in and does substantial things like, a, let's say, Lamar Jackson, for example, who sat out behind Joe Flacco one year. Aaron Rodgers even, who sat out behind Brett Favre for two or three years while Brett Favre got old and retired three and a half or four times, came back, whatever, did his thing, and then, you know, Aaron Rodgers was, was great. I don't think he's going to be that type of guy where he comes in and, and you know, can lead your team to a championship. Um, Matt LaFleur is a great coach. I think, you know, the, the the way that he's able to do things with uh, within an offense is, you know, pretty remarkable. But he also has Aaron Rodgers as his QB. So when you don't have Aaron Rodgers, I don't know how good you're going to be as a team. But I do think that Jordan Love has a lot of talent. And they drafted him based on potential. So if you can work that and be patient, I think patience is a huge key with him because he's not going to come on as quick as the guys I just mentioned. Give him three, four years. Be a solid Kirk Cousins kind of guy. I ain't got time for three, four years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> draft another QB before that, though. That's a fact. <laughs> With Jordan Love, there are two scenarios that can happen with him that are going to define his career. For one, I'm going to go by the first scenario, which is the scenario that he can be a great quarterback. People tend to forget that Aaron Rodgers wasn't the full-time starter until his fourth season in the NFL. And now in the NFL, that's like asinine to think about because you would never draft a quarterback and sit him for four seasons, yeah. you know? It's ASAP. Get in yeah. there. <laughs> but I also want to touch on this. Just because some of these teammates have seen Jordan Love practice and weren't impressed doesn't mean anything. Tyreek Hill literally admitted that he thought Mahomes was hot garbage. <laughs> he literally admitted that in practice he didn't think Mahomes was very good. And we, That's you tough. know, it turns out that Mahomes was 
The greatest Phenomenal. thing we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Since so, sliced bread. you know, <laughs> I don't think that that really matters that much. But this is troubling. You know, is is there Jordan Love, if he keeps developing, look, he has all the talent to be a great QB. But what has been coming out is very troubling. The GM to say he has a long way to go. And also just the desperation on Green Bay's side to keep Aaron Rodgers. Like, of course, he's a great quarterback. You'll want to keep him. But if you're comfortable in what you have in Jordan Love, look, Jordan Love's a baller. You wouldn't be this desperate to give Aaron Rodgers one of the most massive contracts in history because right now they're talking on a they're talking about a gigantic contract extension. And if he gets that and it's a three, four year deal, where when is Jordan Love going to play? He's out of there. He's gonna get traded. <laughs> he's out of there. And if he gets traded, he's gonna get Josh Rosen. He's gonna he's gonna bounce around, be on practice squads and really not play. And then, yes, he will be a bust because he never got to play. But it's like right now, from everything that's been coming out, the Green Bay Packers are desperately trying to keep Aaron Rodgers and keep him happy. This tells me that they think Jordan Love sucks. They do. Like, <laughs> I agree. They, they just don't think they just don't think he's going to be good. And, and because of that, I think that Jordan Love will probably not be a good NFL QB. And I was very high on him coming out of college because he had a lot of talent. He still does. But I just think after everything that's been going on, it's just, man, I think it's a lot for a young guy like him to take on. It's just whole media circus around what's happening. I don't. I don't think they necessarily think he sucks. You know, that's a extreme. It's pretty strong. Huh? Yeah, I just think you know they're in the. They ch- signed Blake Bortles. Yeah, I don't know where they went with that one. Um, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I don't think they necessarily. You know, they I, they obviously see the potential. You know, but I think they're in the win now mode. You know, they're in the championship window. It's it's closing fast. You know, with Tampa Bay, the Rams just got better. Seattle's still here. The Niners are healthy. Like the NFC. It looks dangerous. So, you know, they have a small, small, very tiny, like really small championship window. And Jordan Love wasn't going to put them in that window. He wasn't going to keep them in that window. Aaron Rodgers, I think they're desperate because they want to bring a championship back to Green Bay. They haven't seen one since that 2010-9, whatever it was. It was a long time ago. So I think with Aaron Rodgers, you know, nearing the end of his career, I just think they're desperate because they want to bring a championship back. And they think right now Jordan Love isn't the guy who can keep them in even the playoff window right now. But I don't yeah. think that necessarily means he sucks. I think it's just you got to be patient given that three, four-year window, which obviously, like you said, teams just don't have time for that yeah. at this point. Like, ain't nobody got time for that for three or four years to wait for a guy to fully match it into the player who they think that he could be based on potential. So as of right now, Aaron Rodgers is that dude. He's a bad man. And what the Packers would ha- absolutely hate to happen is for him to transition to another Drew Brees who all the talent in the world had some pieces around him, had a great coach and Matt, you know, I'm not going to say Mike McCarthy's a great coach, but Matt LaFleur as of right now, still, I would say three or four more years left where he could be at the top of his game and still, you know, dominate like he has, like he did last year. Um, and a lot of pieces around him, I think they just don't want to waste that opportunity for him to go win another Super Bowl. Cause keep in mind, they were a fourth down away from going to the chip last year. And Aaron Rodgers potentially, you know, being the guy that stood in Tom Brady's place because Green Bay's defense is is he pretty good. He wasn't beating Pat Mahomes. No, no, not even with not even with that defense. No, no this is my and, opinion. and the O line. So. No, I, just, I think they were going to beat them. 
I don't think so. I, I can see it, honestly. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> I know. See, the, Bucks, the Bucks defense is, is unmatched, of course. That's but crazy. Green Bay, Green Bay don't sleep on those Smith boys down there, man. They, they know how to play football. I'm just saying the Packers signed Blake Bortles. And last year, <laughs> Jordan Love was that. inactive for the entire year. And Tim Boyle was their second-string quarterback. And he just got cut. Tim Boyle. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I think... I hope love pans out, but I'm leaning towards him being not a good quarterback. I just think all the signs are pointing in that direction. And I think, you know, looking at this video four years from now, <laughs> you know, if I were to call him a great quarterback, that's what it's going to become. You know, if I were to say that, looking back, like if I'm just putting me in like my future myself, I'm thinking, yo, all the writing on the wall was was him not being a good quarterback. I just think the signs are there. And when the light says green, I'm going to go. And this is what it's saying right now. And I think I, that's why I'm comfortable saying he's not going to be very good. The light says green, I'm going to go. Hey, that's a new saying. Put it on the wall. So on to the last topic in terms of football. And then we'll get you in the conversation. Hey. <laughs> Wait, that's what he's waiting for. Yes, sir. A, for everybody that's listening now, the reason why <laughs> – the reason why he hasn't been talking much is because he's a he he's came a out openly, watcher. He came out and openly admitted he doesn't know, yeah. much. <laughs> I don't know much about football. Oh, did you say I must have been in the bathroom when you said that? You said that? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He openly I know you admitted I don't pay attention to it. I would uh, tell you about the Cowboys. He'd be, yeah, uh-huh. So now he's going to, you know, let's talk about basketball. You know, it's going to get He's going to talk about Giannis and Tentacle. Just a little, just a little. But the Dallas Cowboys, what is their outlook in 2021? And who do you think will win the NFC East? Next year, I'm a, I'm gonna you know defer to you, Justin, because you know obviously you know about all the additions they made, the subtractions. Of course, Dak just got signed long term, so I mean, how what do you how do you see them you know playing next year? Yeah, Dak Dak Prescott as of right now is uh, Johnny Kemp, but he's just got paid. It's Friday night type vibes. He's uh, he's feeling really good, and honestly, I just think the leader that Dak Prescott is. I mean, that dude does not <laughs> take any days off whatsoever, and they're saying that his recovery is great. Um, <laughs> they said that his recovery is great he's looking better than he ever did before and obviously the way that he talks you know gives you just yeah leadership vibes you know i know what i'm doing i'm yeah. feeling good i'm great um my prediction you may not like this right uh, but i'm gonna have go. to say it. i'm gonna have to say it. dallas is gonna win the nfc east and it's not biased it's not because i write for a website that's affiliated with them i just think that talent wise especially on the offensive end of the football i mean Nobody is matching up with them in the NFC East. Yeah, sure. The Eagles just got. No, 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 no uh oh, oh, okay. I'll let, you, I'll let you talk yeah, about the, the Eagles. You know, they got a couple playmaking talents. You feel me? They got some speedsters on the outside they can run with. I like Devontae Smith for sure. Great, great guy. Um, but yeah, you guys don't really have quarterback play as of right now. Talk about um, New York Giants, man. Saquon's one of the best running back talents I've ever seen. They can't block for him. Danny Dimes, I'm not told on him either. Um, so I think it's going to be to be between the Washington football team, who around there is a heck of a coach, man. I love what he did in Carolina with Cam Newton. I love what he's doing right now. I think he's turned the whole culture, not just the football team, around. Um, Terry McLaurin, heck of a receiver. Defense, I mean, my goodness, that defensive line, Chase Young and those dudes is, is absolutely insane. Chase Young, I mean, Mike Tom told himself, we would have to lose a lot of games to get a dude like you. He's he's like that. Um, but defensive, I think, I think Washington has the best defense in the NFC East. That's, you know, pretty much... Uh, undoubted, but 
Well, I think, you know, Dallas's offense and what they can do from just that side of the football, they also have one of the easiest schedules aside from the Eagles, but, you know, not really worried about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, division they, game, don't play. Hey, man, we <laughs> we do drop a couple division games every single year, so I'm not asleep on that one, but I just think from a talent perspective, I think Ezekiel Elliott has a bounce back here after coughing up the ball. I don't know how many times uh, he did last year. I think Tony Pollard has a great – uh, contribution in on all three facets of the field, receiving, uh, running, and special teams. That receiving three-headed monster that's Ezekiel, that not Ezekiel, uh, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and uh, Michael Gallup is going to do absolutely work. And I think just what they bring to the table from the offensive side of the football is going to be too much and going to get them at least, I'm going to say nine, but I want to on the positive side. You know what? I'm going to air for a hot take and go 10 wins <laughs> and NFC's champions. See, that all sounds nice. It does, it does. But I can make things sound the, nice the for Dallas, sure. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, they've been sounding nice for years. Uh, all you, you look at the roster, they're like, tell oh, this is it. a <laughs> great roster. It always has one of the highest rated overalls in Madden as well. And they added no, some literally. guys. Keanu oh, yeah. Neal. at least. <laughs> they added Keanu Neal, Brent Urban, Demonte Kazi, so both safeties from Atlanta. Uh, Micah Parsons, who I think is a freak in nature. I think he could be a great player. I've been, I've been talking about Michael Parsons for two years now. No talking about college and stuff. <laughs> Bro, text me so, about him like two, three years ago. <laughs> so Jabril Cox is also a guy who I think can make a, a major good. impact. Yeah. I like the draft. I yeah. like the draft. Kelvin Joseph was a, a good corner. And yeah. Nashawn Wright, you know, very choicey words that he said when talking about him and Richard Sherman. You know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if he even, you know, live starts. Up to it. Oh, but my two questions for the Dallas Cowboys are how will Dak Prescott come back? You know, I think that ankle injury won't be too too much for him. I think mm-hmm. he'll come back. Was it the same one Jimmy G had? Uh, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Say. I don't know. Yeah. I think but I think Dak will be fine from it. Um but I just cannot see them winning the division. You know, going through I know you say that they have one of the easiest schedules. Yeah. But even going through that easy schedule, I'm like, damn, these are a lot of losses. And, you know, the NFC. Let me, let me pull up the schedule. <laughs> the NFC East right now, this is how I have it shaping: Washington nine and eight, the Giants eight and nine, Dallas seven and ten. Don't even say the end. And the Eagles four and thirteen. Oof, so I, had the same I have Ooh, I have the sure. Dallas Cowboys just two games out of Washington. So okay. is it impossible they can win the division? No, it's not. It's not impossible because it's just two games. They can win that, especially if they sweep the division games, which for me, I split most of them because, you know, that's how division games usually go. But I just think Washington, the offensive moves that they made this past offseason with that elite defense, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is, you know, okay, he's average. But I think easily, of course, Dallas has the best quarterback in Dak Prescott. Second is Fitzpatrick. But I think Washington has the best all-around roster. And the Cowboys defensively, I just think that's why I can't I can't bank bank on them to win a division. You know. <laughs> uh, we're gonna win maybe three games. Four, you know. Four is generous, huh? <laughs> yeah. We have the uh, you know, me bias, we have the best receiver in the uh, NFC East. But Who's getting that? to uh, Devontae Smith. Getting getting to this uh it was I said bye. That's just his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting to Dallas though, um, you know what I've noticed over our division over the past couple of years is we rarely have repeats, and then it always comes down to who's the best quarterback at the end of the year. That's what I've always noticed. A couple of years ago it was Dak, then it switched off to Wentz, then it went back to Dak, then Wentz, and I just like like you said, Washington made the additions, the Giants picked up additions. I think Kenny Galladay is going to be a big. 
big move if he's healthy all year for Daniel Jones. You know, that offensive, him, Shepard, Darius Slayton, Saquon's coming back. If that offensive line can hold up, they can be one of the top 10 offenses in the league. Dallas, you know, their offense is going to be heavy. I think Washington was scary. Terry and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Antonio Gibson is is it Curtis mm-hmm. Samuel is there too? Curtis, like I think they have a great offense. And, and then with me saying all that, I think like Joel said, the defense is what's going to tip the scale. And I think Washington, by far, has the best defense in the NFC East. I think Chase Young and that defensive line is going to be trouble. You know, I think the the secondary is going to be elite again. You know, Kyle Fuller and them boys they're going to be good. So it's just like. Dallas, the defense, I don't think is going to hold up. They do have the best quarterback in the division, but I think defensively Washington is going to keep them at bay. Even if Ryan Fitzpatrick is struggling, I think Washington is going to get wins based off their defense alone. That's how good it is. And then with the Giants, you know, it's up in the air with Daniel Jones. You know, this is year three or four, I believe. Three. three. This three. is year three. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is in place for him. So it's going to be, can he, you know, get better can he be that guy for them I don't know if he can be I don't know if he cancel a lot of questions with that but I think with Washington everything's good you know the defense is set we know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is he can be that guy to win you a couple games they have the defense they have a number one so I think I just have to if I had to put my rankings I'd probably go Washington Dallas then the Giants I think it's going to be a dog fight that's going to come down to the last to week 15 week 18 and then of course us at the you know pitiful bottom I have the NFC East being decided week 18, Washington versus the Giants. That's what I have that game, the, the NFC East being decided for. But I have a question for you, Justin. What's up? Who do you see stepping up for the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> you know, outside, we, we know the big names. We know CeeDee Lamb. Oh, we know Michael Gallup. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. know Dak. We know the household names. Yeah. <laughs> but which it. player that is under the radar that not much people know about do you see stepping up for the Dallas Cowboys next season? Um, so after I answer this question, I actually want to hear both of you guys' record. I heard yours. So your record for Dallas and Washington <laughs> at the end of the uh, this season. Um, Tony Pollard is, is first off on that list for me. I felt like Ezekiel Elliott was just absolutely terrible last year. Um, and I think he's going to have a bounce back. I mean, he's doing it like everything he can to show that he's in the gym and, you know, I'm here. He's on social media showing himself with his shirt off and training and all that, which he usually does. I mean, he's got a pretty good social media following. So um, that's cool. But I don't think that he's going to be um, – I, th- I think it will be better than he was last year. But I think, honestly, his prime is far past him. And I think that Tony Pollard is going to get so many more carries. And like I said, just do a lot of things for that offense. Uh, out of the backfield, I think he's a better receiving running back than Zeke. He's faster than Zeke. He's more agile than Zeke. I think Zeke is just that dude that's kind of like a, I guess, a Mike Allstott, you know, old school on him. Just, hey, you need a third and one, you need a fourth and two, something like that. Give them the boys going to go up the middle. Um, but he'll get caught by a lot of defensive backs running around on the sideline. So uh, Tony Powell is one I think his carries is just going to absolutely swell next year. CeeDee Lamb, again, <laughs> I have to say. I mean, <laughs> he's just... He's the goods. I, there's there's no way, shape, or form around that. His catch last year against Minnesota was, I mean, I'll put that on, I'll frame that, put it on a poster uh, for the world to see and keep it forever, honestly, because that was one of the best catches I feel like I've ever seen. And it came from a rookie. So just like I was talking about the dude that plays receiver for Minnesota and just how well he's performed, how old he looks, how mature he looks, CeeDee Lamb is the same exact way. And it's not even his speed or his athleticism that does it. Like the dude is just crisp with his routes and just knows what he's doing on the football field. So I feel like the chemistry that he's built with Dak Prescott has just been just absolutely an amazing thing to see. So um, I've noticed right now that you, you've mentioned Pollard, you mentioned CeeDee Lamb. Yes, sir. Those are two offensive players, Offense. man. I, I, I knew I'm you were going to say that. <laughs> I want to see who's going to step up on defense. I knew you were going to say it. how about that what? defense? 
You know what? Honestly, if I could say breakout, it would have to be a breakout from a rookie because every single person that was on that roster last year, you know what? I'll give you one defensive player from the roster last year. Donovan Wilson, I think he's going to, the Cowboys actually released a depth chart after the draft. Have a couple safeties that they took uh, in a free agency and then also took one in the draft. So uh, Donovan Wilson, I think, is uh, right now starting at strong safety for them. So I think he's going to have a heck of a year for them. Uh, actually, he played Minnesota last year and he had a crazy hit on Dalvin Cook, this larger football from him. And, had him rolling around on the ground like he was a fish out of water. So uh, just a heat seeker. I feel like he just, you know, has that it factor in terms of safety play. Secondary coverage, uh, not so much. He got beat a couple times, actually more than a couple times last year. But uh, just from a tackling standpoint, I think he's going to actually have over 100 tackles. And the fact that they have Keanu Neal now who can play that weak uh, inside linebacker position and help out those uh, old dudes, Leighton Van Der Esch and Jan Smith, who are supposed to be the future, but just somehow. So Van Der Esch is not even old, too. Uh, <laughs> old in body, man, not in age, <laughs> because <laughs> those dudes just limp off the off the field, I feel like, every other play. So Donovan Wilson, and then also the guys that you mentioned, Michael Parsons, that's my guy. If he could you know, keep his head straight off the field, I think he'll be perfectly fine for that defense. Replace what Sean Lee gave him a few years ago, especially being a Penn State guy. Uh, Kelvin Joseph and then Jabril Cox as well. So the rookies are going to have to do a lot because that's why they drafted him. So they're going to get a bunch of PT for sure. It's not going to take long like Jordan Love. But, um, yeah, defense, it's going to be bad. And I know that defense wins championships in football, but I guess it's just a little bit of my bias that I want to see that Dallas offense get him over the hump and get him to that NFC East. So, Rip, what's your record for the Dallas Cowboys next season? Let me hear it. <laughs> Let me hear it. <laughs> okay, so I have Washington and Dallas finishing with the same record at 9-8, and eight, but I have Washington beating you guys twice. Okay. So I have them, you know, finishing the tie with you guys, but they have the tie breaker. Mm. And then, of course, I have the Giants at 8-9. and nine. And then us, I had us at 3-14. and uh, 14. Okay. Yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, see, I, don't see, I, I didn't see a winnable game till like week seven, week eight. I'm sorry. Like, so we'll see how We're going to beat you guys. We'll though. see how it shapes down. You will not beat the no, Jets. No, we're going to beat the Jets. Like, <laughs> the, you Jets are gonna, the Jets are going to win. The Jets might win that game. I promise you they won't. Like, Real that's quick. one game we're going to get up for and really <laughs> just like, oh, yeah? yeah, we're going to get up and get, yeah, all right, watch. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is uh is better than Jalen Hurts right now. Okay, but we have Devontae Smith. We have Somebody got to throw it to him. Who? Somebody got to throw it to him. Exactly. We have Devontae Smith. We have Corey Dude. Davis and Denzel Mims. We're not worried. Transitioning to the NBA. Um, over the past couple of days, or I think two or three days ago, some beef happened in the NBA. Oh, no. uh, Bradley Beal and Kent Bazemore went at it because... After a Warriors game where Steph completely went off, I think he had like 40 points, 40 plus points in like 29 minutes, Bazemore said, then we got guys hurting the hamstrings trying to keep up, so y'all got to do some research on that. And obviously the guy <laughs> who hurt his hamstring was Bradley Beal, and Bradley Beal didn't take too kindly to the comment. He tweeted out, you don't know why I go out there and play, and it, ain't, and it, ain't, it damn sure ain't for another man's approval. Beal wrote in a tweet directed uh, uh, towards Bazemore. He said, you a straight lame. <laughs> he continued. Straight lame. And said, it's funny you say that you, you this guy's grammar's bad. <laughs> it's, it's, funny, it's funny you say that because your man's admittedly checked my numbers before the game, mm. but I'm chasing. Mm. And then Bazemore said this to defend himself after. I guess you can't joke anymore. I don't say things to ruffle feathers, but if you want to know what my loyalty is, it's to Curry. Anyone out there chasing him, it's going to be tough. <laughs> and then Beal went on first take as well and, you know, talked about how he had a problem with Baysmore. Basically, you know, 
making a joke about his injury and stuff because, you know, he doesn't think it's something you joke around about. But he basically thinks that Kent Bazemore is a straight lame <laughs> for saying it. And, you know, oh, as man. we know, Riv, anything negative that happens to Beal, his wife will be involved. <laughs> of course. Oh, of course. Wow. It's Beal and Westbrook, I yes. swear. Hey, you gotta have That's a ride or die. Oh, yeah. You gotta yeah, have strong wife. Course, in the and background, she bro. came out Shout at out she her, came out she at pulled the stats out. Shout She's, out to her. Oh, <laughs> no. Nah, Let's talk she about your career, Kent Bazemore. 8.9.2. And she called Kent Bazemore goofy. Oh, man. So, I mean, what do you guys think about this beef? And listen, before you go, Riv, you know, we're going to start with you, Osei. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Go. So we got to start with you, man. Nah, nah, definitely. Thank you. But nah, I feel as though Bismarck was out of line for saying that because you shouldn't make a joke about somebody's injury. <laughs> Number one, I understand it was a joke. I do feel it was like a genuine joke because, you know, he's on Curry's side, Curry's team, same, you know, same teams whatsoever, whatsoever else may be that, that may be. But still, like Bradley Beal definitely is a better player. And you're coming at him <laughs> from a place of like, you're not that good of a player coming at it's like Tristan Tom- Tristan Thompson coming at LeBron. Even though the X team is like saying something about LeBron, it's like there's a level of you know there's like there's a gap there that there's you should not to it. Yeah, there's levels there's to levels it, you know. To it. And he's injured. You shouldn't make jokes about injury. I do understand it was like an actual I think it was a genuine joke, honestly. But you don't come at somebody like that. And they just lost the game too. So come on. So Don't devil's advocate, you think it was a genuine joke or do you think because Bradley Beal was like, you were straight lame? I think it was a genuine genuine joke, a little bit of a genuine joke, but he shouldn't have made that joke overall. I don't think he should have done that. That was just out of place, out of pocket. So I'm going to focus on Bradley Beal coming back at Kent Bazemore. Because, you showed me the tweets. <laughs> yeah, I was rolling at the, oh my gosh, because you know what? I mean, Kent Bazemore is not that great of a player. His best years came with what? Atlanta, maybe. I think the most he's averaged is like 13.9 points per game when uh, Kobe was was really, really old and like they just need people to score. Um, other than that, what is he, like 8 point something? Like 8.9. Per game for his career when Bradley Beal averaged more than Kent Bazemore's career high for a season and his rookie season. Bradley Beal is obviously the, the much better player. Bradley Beal should have been All-NBA last year. Um, yes. <laughs> um, but I feel like if you're that type of player, that caliber, um, I also think that Bradley Beal is a top 15 player in the league, but uh, that's another discussion for another time. Wow. But uh, we, went, we went viral for that one. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, come oh, on. Was, I know you did. I know you did. That was ridiculous. Come on, y'all. <laughs> I'm, I'm come sure on, Bradley Beal's wife went at us for that one. <laughs> come on, y'all. She probably would come at you. And every single Wizards reporter. We got blocked. We got blocked. We got blocked. Yeah, we got blocked for responding. <laughs> we, got blocked. we got blocked for responding because they added us. No, they didn't even add us. No, they they posted our video. Wait, who added you? Who added y'all? Some uh, podcast, girl, like TikTok, or, or another podcast. Or like, this is on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, wow, this girl man. on uh, that covers the wizard. She added us, and I was, and I genuinely said, I said, yo, like, how is he? He said, Ray join Allen? the pod. <laughs> Come he through, said, like, join the pod. He's Whoa. not hearing that. <laughs> I... And like, you can't say stuff like that if you're not going to join the pod. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you know Bradley Bill. Obviously, everyone knows what type of player he is. Uh, he's a huge reason. Obviously, Russell Westbrook is, of course, but Bradley Beal is that second reason as to why the Wizards are going to get into the playing game. And uh, hopefully, you know, have a chance. I'd love to see them go further than just the playing game and actually have a seat in the playoffs. So to me, Kent Bazemore, in terms of basketball aficionados, yeah, Kent Bazemore is pretty lame in terms of, you know, just talent, skill, overall, yeah. basketball, FC, yeah, Kent Bazemore, Bradley Beal, no discussion in terms of that. So to me, I mean, yes, it was wrong to come at the dude's hamstring. To me, I'm kind of looking at that situation. If I was an athlete, like, okay. 
little bit of a low blow, bro. You feel me? You're going to take it personal. Exactly. I took that personally. And, you know, keep in mind, athletes will take things personally, as we know from where it came from. (laughs) Athletes will make Uh, up things to take personally. This was not anything to take personally that was made up. It was actually, dude, your hamstring got messed up because you were trying to chase Steph Curry. Okay. I don't think Bradley Beal is, uh, you know, he went on first take, like you said, and, and basically said, I'm not chasing the scoring title. I just want to win games. I think it'd be pretty cool for Bradley Beal to beat Steph and Curry, the greatest shooter ever for that scoring title. So I do think he was probably chasing. I know Steph probably looked at the thing, too, because Steph cares a lot about his stats and his legacy. Um, but overall, there's no reason for Bradley Beal to even respond and stoop down to that level. To me, you're talking down to a dude who is far below you in terms of basketball as a whole. Kent Bazemore, your career was cool. You had a nice little run with the Hawks and Jeff Teague and Kyle Korver and those boys. But Bradley Beal has a chance to go to the Hall of Fame if he wins more. Yeah, I said that. Come on. <laughs> Bradley Beal is a talented dude. One of the easiest, most pure scorers I've seen in the last decade. Mm-hmm. And to me, to steep down to a level like that, Kent Bazemore, just don't even let it rock. Or don't even say anything and let it rock. And it's funny because Bradley Beal actually tweeted and said, should I let him rock? Or should I go at him? He did ask the fans. And then he went at him. So I would opt for just let it rock, bro. Are you a Bradley Bill fan? I'm a Bradley Bill fan. <laughs> okay. I like Bradley Bill. I see Bill. all these comments. I love, the looks I like that we're giving you was like, huh? Bradley Bill being huh? one favorite. of the best pure okay. score, yeah. But is Bradley Bill going to the Hall of Fame or, or, or no? That is just, I think, I I think he will. I, I didn't say I first ballot. I just said, Mitch Richardson is in it. Will he make the Hall of Fame? Like Mitch, Mitch Richardson? Who? The Mitch basketball, Richardson. not even NBA, like just for being good at, at what ridiculous. he does. Mitch Richardson averaged 20 points deep. per game. Mm-hmm. Yes, He's going to make the Hall of Fame. Bradley Beal's going to make the Hall of Fame. Bradley going to make the Hall of Fame. Does he deserve to make the Hall of Fame? He has to win, man. He has to win. I didn't like some of the things you said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of curry jabs going on in there. But um, uh, no, yeah. Steph is the great. Are you a Steph Curry fan? Yeah. Okay, I'm, there I'm we Steph go. Fan. I'm, I'm a diehard Steph fan. It's more of a Ken Bazemore jab. No, yeah. Um, nah, if I'm in Bradley Bill's shoes, or, like, look at him, bro. He's not that good. <laughs> He's not no, that I get good. paid over $35 million. I'm a 31 <laughs> points per game score. I'm an all-star. You're not good, bro. You, yeah, you're riding for your guy, but your guy is carrying you. I, I would, <laughs> yeah. me personally, if I was Bradley Bill, I'd have been like, just whatever, like, he can laugh what he wants. The NBA, it's not my friend. I'm not cool with him. Whatever. He's below me in terms of basketball. I don't need to tolerate this. In terms of putting myself in Ken Bazemore's shoes, I really don't know where he was going with this joke. It wasn't <laughs> funny. Like, you don't laugh at somebody's injury. A hamstring is a serious injury, too. Like, And this, they're fighting for a playoff spot over there. So this is not something to joke about. And his comments about him chasing Steph. First of all, Steph checks Twitter every halftime. So he probably seen Bradley Beal score the 50. This is not something new. Steph Curry checks Twitter all the time. Actually, he checks it after every quarter. So this isn't something new. Steph admitting that he checked, he saw the scores because he's always on Twitter. So Bradley Beal's not, I believe it. Bradley Beal's not chasing the scoring title. He's not chasing Steph. Bradley Beal for half of the year was actually up on Steph pretty big in the scoring column. I think Steph was at like 27, 28. He just recently got up to about 31. He's ahead of him right now. So he, Bradley Beal was never chasing him. I believe when he said he's just trying to get a win. But Ken Bazemore, he definitely went out of line because this is a so this is injuries. You know, this is something you shouldn't play around with because mm-hmm. people can get hurt and people could seriously lose their career, lose their love for the game with stuff like this. So this, especially when you're not good, bro. Like I've watched the Warriors play all the time. You're not good. Like you're not. He's good not. No, he's, he's not good. He's not good. So yeah, you can't be doing stuff like that, especially to a guy who's at that superiority to you as a basketball player. Like he's not LeBron, but to you, he is LeBron. Yeah. So you can't <laughs> be doing those type of comments. 
You know, um, Kent Bazemore also has a history of being kind of a dirty player. There was two plays that I saw against Washington where he oh, he gosh. pushed Beal after a play that happened like unnecessarily. Saw that. And then he also did the same thing to John Wall and both mm. both times almost resulted in a fight, you know. But if I was Bradley Beal, I think I would have, you know, came at this in a different way. Not in terms of not responding. I think I just would have responded better. I think all he didn't have many funny things in there. It was funny <laughs> because it, it, it was funny He's because he, lame, it was funny because he was so I angry. Just post his stats, man. <laughs> like, just put it up there. That's all you need comparison. to do. Comparison. Go to that NBA tool. Compare. You can do that. You can do that. Come on. <laughs> on Twitter, you could do that. No, uh, oh, no. basketball reference. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Compare yeah. seasons and all that. So, but if I was Bradley Beal, I would have said something even more like, "We can. You can fit silverware through your teeth or." Oh. I don't know. Some oh, other things. Yeah. Oh, I would God. just say something else. You know, I think that's say, what Bradley Beal's wife was trying to get at. Okay. <laughs> it was the gap. Yeah, we knew she was going to jump in immediately. <laughs> when Bradley Beal tweeted, uh, should I let her rock or whatever he tweeted, mm. his wife literally responded with like a Mortal Kombat finish him. Gift. Oh, no. Oh, no. He, she, he didn't finish him. Oh, no. Because actually Kent had a great game that day. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. did. He actually had he a great said, game. And he just saved the Warriors the other day. So, yeah. Uh, um, sir. You said Steph chases stats and uh, oh, that's what you said. Oh, you said oh, that, oh, right? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, definitely oh, said no, that. No, no, not stats, not stats, not stats. That's what you the said. Scoring title, the scoring title. title. Yes, yeah, Steph, he did say yes. that. Not chasing the scoring title, bro. Okay, yeah, he is. I disagree. said he checks halftime. He checks because he likes to see what people, what we say about him. So if he's like having a bad game, I actually like uh, I'll give you a funny story. It's gonna hurt your heart. Um, <laughs> game six, you know your your boys, Houston, James Harden and Chris Paul, and then when KD went down halftime, he had like. Two points. He's playing like garbage. This he went into Twitter, read everything we were saying about him. Like, oh, Steph is choking. He's playing like trash. <laughs> he read all it. Went out. Scored thirty three in the second half. Got the W. That's the type of guy he is. I mean, you you weren't wrong in what you were saying because Steph is, is definitely chasing a scoring title this year because he knows that's the only thing he'll accomplish this uh -oh. year. Oh, while agree, Harden, while agree, Harden is down. going to try to go win a championship. Oh, is he, he gonna, plays you mean winning the, basketball. Oh, you mean the championship Steph? Wait, wait, wait. I mean, you mean the championship Steph has captured three times already? Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. He has, he has Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant and Kyrie. You can't even say that no more. You wait, can't say that Kevin no more. Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. And what does Draymond Harden have right Durant. now? But he won ones with Klay, with Klay alone, though. Didn't he? Oh, oh, oh. Klay and Draymond. One. But wait, wait. One with Klay and Draymond. What does Harden have right now? What does James Harden have? Yeah. The All-Star lineup. Okay, all right. So the All-Star lineup, come on. You can't even like. The All-Star lineup, come on. Yeah, get it, you know. And Harden's the best player. What? His team. Harden, Harden is the best player. In the playoffs, so we know who's going to be that guy, that dominant man. It's Kevin James Durant. Harden. Oh, you think oh, so? Yeah. Nah, I, I completely disagree with that. KD you know, Steph Harden. Curry was never that guy for Warriors. It was KD. It was KD. Oh, just like it would be mm. KD right here. It's, it's going to be KD. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be KD. James I mean, you're KD. not going to win. James so it doesn't even is, matter. Is the Brooklyn Nets are not going to win? Oh, calm down. Well, that's obviously your bias talking. 100%. Who's going to win? I mean, if they. No, I was. When he said oh. bias talk, I said 100%. After. Oh, okay, okay. But if you, oh, they get hurt, though, it's raps. I just want well, of course, but barring yeah. injury, they are going to win. Yeah, I That's mean, why I have you chose this. I mean, you chose the snake route. You, know, you chose the easy route. You know, you didn't I grind it out. You know, greats. You know what's funny about James Harden? You know, his position. Greats like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. You know, they thugged it, thugged it out. Long years of just riding out the franchise. And hopefully they'll give us some help and we'll win championships. Even D Wade thugged it out for you know a couple of years. It, it just feels like he wants to be put in that realm, in that room of men who are just great at the game of basketball. Yeah. His position, and he chose it. the snake route. It's it's weird to me. Nah, but think about it though. A lot, a lot of people will a lot of people will say that there's like great players like Charles Barkley, 
Shaq roasts this man every single day <laughs> on the time. podcast because he doesn't have a ring. Sucks. And think about Can't it. A lot of people say, oh, I'm about to say. A lot of people say, oh, he was a great player, but he never got a ring. He never got a ring. <laughs> yeah, and Charles I Barkley, somebody, Steve Nash, somebody was saying, Yeah, somebody was saying before that the ring chasing has become like a thing because of the fans in some way because we always roast people for saying they're great players but don't have rings. And so in some ways, we created these players who like now they are they may be great, but they always want a ring now because we always look at them like, oh, you're great, you're good, but you never had a ring. 100%. So that was so that conclusion. That. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Harden's going to win a ring. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, you know who win one riding Katie's coattails? You know what happens. Yeah, he's a riding Katie's coattails. Steph did that. Definitely not riding Kevin Durant's rings have asterisks. Every time you say Oh, yeah, Harden's definitely have asterisks. You say Kevin Durant has a ring, but what do you have to do to get that ring? It's going to be the same thing with James Harden. I'm just going to say right now, asterisks don't matter. Oh, yeah. Of course you're going to say that, but you used to bash Curry for his little asterisk for his ring. So now we're just going to do the same thing. Yeah, but he still has a ring. It doesn't matter. Well, he also really has two MVPs, you know, a unanimous MVP. He has three rings, you know, so, you know. And he has also some MVPs he stole from Harden. That first one, he oh, definitely stole, stole. Well, it's okay because Come that on. one unanimous is the better than one, everything Harden yeah. has ever won. He, he the deserved the first one. The first one should have been Harden. Oh. Unanimous is the only MVP Curry deserved. Well, it's the best one ever. <laughs> Steph also chases. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say that right now. Steph this, also this, chases. This entire, he shot out 15 fourth quarters. This entire year. You have been raving about Steph being some type of MVP player when I never said Warriors, he should be the MVP. When though. the Warriors were losing all the time, they're the tenth seed, but they're the eighth. Talking okay, He's the and wait, wait, and wait, to be fair, when but Steph when, plays, when, when Steph was the MVP, his first MVP, yeah. Harden was the second seed and had better stats than Curry. Mm. But shit, you want to give it to Curry? Okay, that's just biased. I mean, okay, advanced stats said he was, you know, his. When shares was Aren't higher. you the same guy that doesn't like advanced stats? We're talking about the MVP though. It's, you don't, you're the same guy that hates analytics. Yeah, in the park. When we're arguing in the park, why are you telling me about analytics, bro? It's, well, we're talking about the MVP. I mean, Steph Curry has been an MVP player all year. Caliber. Yeah. Let's let's be realistic. If he when Harden he, was playing better. I mean, yeah, but when he's if he's when the games he's actually played, they actually are the same record as the Portland Trailblazers right now, which is a six seed. So all that eighth seed, tenth seed nonsense. Yeah, he they were one and seven when he and doesn't was play. The second seed. Oh, he has Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Good look, good no, for him. No, not this year. I'm talking about the year that Curry robbed him of MVP. Oh, but then the year after, Steph won seventy three games. Oh yeah, Draymond and Clay made a big leap that year. I mean, but, but that's Steph still, made that's still, the biggest leap. That's still Draymond nope. and Clay. That's not that's not Harden and Kyrie. Say it again. Say it one more time. <laughs> just say it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the real truth. Yeah, just say it one Draymond, more time. Draymond really. I mean, he won seventy three. Clay is about to say Clay's hey, great, man. but Clay is not Kyrie. Neither is he KD. Draymond. So you have to say Warriors. Warriors are, would never be the Warriors if they never had Dre. They would never be Dre, the Warriors. That's true. That's true. Steph made them a billion dollar organization. You give them Harden, they're the same thing. You think so? Relax. Nah. Yeah, they are. In Steve nah, Kerr's system, come on, whoa, whoa, whoa. come on, replace replace Steph with James Harden, and it's the same exact thing. He's Stop. ridiculous. No. Stop. Yes. No. 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 Because James Stop. James Curry, could Curry, have beat that team. Wait, so many is, times. is Curry winning a championship with Dwight Howard, Trevor Reza, and Jason Terry? No, he's doing what Harden didn't do. But Harden isn't doing what he he's did. He's not making the Western team. Conference Finals with that team. I mean, 
Wasn't that the year he blew it to? Uh, no, no, that was the year where um they came back. It was the, the Clippers, comeback. right? Yeah, not him. Josh, Josh Smith, Smith and them, not James yeah, Harden. Yeah. Josh Smith and oh, them. They came back. Right? Harden yeah, yeah. played great after that game, and he <laughs> he didn't play too bad that game either. Yeah, I mean he played right. he played an exceptional closeout game seven game. So yeah, well I mean, we could no. play ifs ands and hip hypotheticals all yeah, day. I was but to say, the facts are Steph won seventy three games. Steph is two time MVP. I want to talk about a team that is actually winning because the Warriors are not winning at all. Oh God, over five hundred. So I want to talk about a team that's winning. I want to talk about the team that Justin has the colors on right oh, now. Wait a minute. And he just beat y'all. Oh, God. Oh, he said oh, we just beat y'all. Oh, nah. Let's try to disrespect this. <laughs> no, no, no. Just Let's beat the juggernaut. Let's talk about Phoenix it. Let's talk about it. And that's the, the Phoenix Suns. And Not the air quotes. I, I want to I wanna get into something specific because obviously <laughs> Chris Paul is like a top three MVP candidate yeah. uh, this I year. Doubt. And because Chris Paul went to Phoenix and they were not a playoff team last year, now they're the second seed in the NBA right now, everybody's looking at Phoenix and they're pointing to Chris Paul as to being the reason why mm-hmm. they're so good. So how much credit do you think Chris Paul really deserves for the Phoenix Suns' tremendous season? I think he deserves all the credit in the world. I think every single team that he goes to, he makes better. Um, I think the huge knock on Chris Paul is obviously that they didn't win a championship. But honestly, let's go back to your whole James Harden conversation. James Harden was the reason why they lost, not Chris Paul. Because uh, <laughs> Chris yeah, Paul. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, oh, wait a ridiculous. minute. Wait a minute. Oh, no, it's not. No, wait, it's which, not because, game, which year, though? Uh, when they blew it twice. They did blow it twice. The when second year hurt. was Chris Paul was old. Well, you can't say the first he year was Chris Paul's fault. He didn't when, play the last two games. So when he got hurt. So uh, you could it. say it's his fault both times because if he didn't get hurt, yeah. You're that's so you're oh, no. Nah. This is for Wow. Yes. That's the route you take? That's, that's, that's a, a Kim Bazemore comment. Yeah, that's a oh. Kim Bazemore comment for real. It's his fault that he got hurt. Oh, wow. Yo. <laughs> you, take, um, you take Harden off that team and just leave oh, CP3 alone with that mm. team? I'm not saying that. Yeah. Don't take Don't take. I mean, if you take Chris Paul off that team, they're just an eighth seed, seventh seed losing. You leave Chris Paul on that team and they have a way better chance to beat the Warriors and go to the finals that year. With no Harden or with Harden? No, with Harden. Of course with Harden. Yeah, of course. You need yeah, Harden. I agree. I mean, they I plugged in saying. Westbrook. You see how that went. Uh, exactly. Ooh. Oh, that's a great point, too. Okay, so back hurt. to the CP3 thing. Dude <laughs> makes every team better because remember last year when he goes to the Thunder, they were like, oh, no, nah, the Thunder are just going to have to tank. It's back to the trust the process, mm-hmm. whole vibes, Sam Presley. And now that's what they're doing this year because they got like, what, 17, 20 draft picks, something like that. Within the next five, six, seven years, 36. Thanks for the number, bro. They got a lot of draft picks. Um, but CP3 actually had that team playing like uh, phenomenal basketball. And they almost, if it not for... James Harden blocking Lou Dort's three point attempt would have won that defender. game. Who? Just ignore Harden. him. Just ignore him. Just ignore me. Keep going. <laughs> Hardcore. It's a little bit hard. Okay. Just call it James Harden. <laughs> yeah. Just an, an elite He's, defender. Yeah. Stop. Anyways, CB3 is the reason why they got to that game seven and why Oklahoma City was playing the basketball that they were because his pick and roll. Uh, game with whoever, whatever big man that he gets, whether it's Steven Adams, whether it was Blake Griffin, Lob City back in the day, and now DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is playing the way that he is because of Chris Paul, because Chris Paul instilled that dog in him, said, yo, this is what I expect you to be, and this is what I'm going to really basically call from you every single game, and he doesn't let him take any nights off. DeAndre Ayton had some some spurts where he was lazy last year. He had the whole thing with the drug test, which was failed, which obviously was a just complete boneheaded thing to do. But CP3 being in that locker room has made Devin Booker better, has made Michael Bridges a better offensive player, I feel like, has made uh, the Suns a better overall offensive team. Offensive rating-wise, their net rating-wise, they're up in every single category. It's actually crazy. The only rating they're not up in is assists per game, which uh, they actually led the league in last year. That's a pretty crazy stat. You know, shout out to Ricky Rubio for that. But I'm taking CB3 over Ricky Rubio uh, every day of the week just because of that it factor that CB3 brings. You see some of the games they played. Knicks, for example, <laughs> when CB3 has the ball, late game shots, 
he's going to make those. So I think that clutch factor, that leadership, and obviously he doesn't have a whole lot of deep, deep, deep uh, playoff experience. He's never made the finals. He's going to a couple of Western Conference finals. Um, that alone is going to really vote this team to another level. Will they win a championship? I sincerely doubt it. Will they get out of the first round? I can see it, and it's going to be because of Chris Paul. Uh, it worked. Um, you know, <laughs> he said it works. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Chris Paul. You know, he's got this team playing phenomenal. I think, you know, you touched up a lot on what Chris Paul did, but let's let's share the love a bit, little bit. Michael Bridges or McCall Bridges. Mm-hmm. In the comments, they said I said his name wrong, his first name wrong. Well, it's Mikel. Mikel. Pardon Mikkel. me, Suns fans. Mikel Bridges. Shout out to him. You know, his 3 and D, his emergence into that lockdown defender for them on the wing and being able to hit the three ball. You know, he's jumped to 13 points a game this year. Mm-hmm. So... That's good. Give him some praise. DeAndre and you done already gave him flowers. Devin Booker, <laughs> his playmaking has improved. He looks like he plays, he puts effort on defense yeah. this year too. Crazy he's thing, be, right? Yeah, he's become a more <laughs> prolific scorer this year. So shout out to him for his contributions. Jay Crowder, you know, coming in with that mm-hmm. dog mentality, that rough rider mentality, you know, bringing in his 3 and D, his small ball, big man rotation. He came in, he played great defense. He can hit the three. He can go to the basket. He can do a little bit of everything. So shout out to him for coming in. Cameron Payne, you know, Cameron Payne, he's been really good this year in his short stint, you know, coming off the bench, being that backup point guard. I think he's played really well for you guys. And then, of course, you know, Monty Williams, you know, the coach, the Chris Paul, Monty Williams, de facto, when they were playing together, I think they only missed the playoffs one time. And I think that was Chris Paul's rookie year. But in New Orleans, they had those teams firing all cylinders. You know, they ran into the Lakers, which is a tough feat for anybody. They played Utah a few times. So and they played Denver. But I think, you know, Monty Williams, shout out to him. With this team last year in the bubble, you know, they went 8-0 and and they continued that success into this year. Chris Paul just came in and ignited that fire even more. So I think this whole team definitely deserves some credit. And I'll give it to you guys. I, I'll shoot y'all some flowers. You he's guys are playing phenomenal <laughs> basketball this year. So shout out to y'all for the regular season. All that's dead though in about two weeks. Are so we'll right? see how yeah, that goes. That's right. <laughs> it for me, man. <laughs> you said that's it for me. Chris Paul... It's phenomenal. We're not denying right. that. He's I'll take some flowers from you too, bro. He's phenomenal. <laughs> I, I love Chris Paul. He's one of my favorite point guards of all time. But oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Having him top three in, MV, in the MVP discussion. Let's just put mm. Rudy Gobert in there. Oh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is the most uh. Gobert is the most impactful player on the Jazz. They are the first seed. And I would argue Donovan Mitchell, but no, Don, I think Donovan Mitchell is the best player, but most impactful, I think, is Gobert on the defensive end. He's what makes them so elite. And even when Donovan Mitchell was healthy, he was never top three in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Even though Utah was the first seed, but Chris Paul with his sixteen points and eight eight assists per game is a top three MVP candidate. Yes. It's ridiculous. I know it's more than stats, but oh my gosh, <laughs> that's just ridiculous for him to be top three in the MVP conversation. 10. I don't know about top three. Top I ten easily, easily. Top seven. I'll we give could that. give him his flowers, but we don't have to try to make make it about him versus Jokic or him versus Embiid or, I, I, you know, I think he's having a similar season in terms of impact to Luca. Like Luca's having a phenomenal season. I would put him in front the of him in the MVP though. conversation. The well, Mavs Phoenix are second seed. Dallas is yeah. struggling. I think right. I'd put Kawhi over CP3 uh, in the MVP conversation. Uh, one guy I'd put over CP3. I would put Giannis over him. I'd too. put Jimmy Butler. I'd put Giannis, I'd put Giannis over him. I'd put yeah. Jimmy Butler over I'd put Julius Randle over him. I'm putting Julius Randle over him. You have to. Why? Julius Randle. That, that team wasn't see. meant to mm. make the playoffs. Phoenix was. <sighs> and then when we talk about the Suns, like, this is a team that went undefeated in the, in the bubble. 
You know, of course, they missed the playoffs, and CP3 made the playoffs, which is why he gets, you know, most of the credit. But they had a young core in Booker, Mikel, Aiden, Cam Johnson. Cameron Payne was still there. Uh, Sarge was there last year. Javon Carter was there last year as well. And people, people don't talk about this, but if DeAndre Aiden does not have that 25-game suspension, Phoenix is in the playoffs last year. Easily. Like, yes, Chris Paul made them better significantly. Because he is a point guard. But let's not act like this Suns team wasn't trending upwards regardless. This team was trending upwards. And I think all this credit Chris Paul is getting when Devin Booker is the one averaging close to 28 points per game is crazy. Because I think most of these these guys deserve more credit. And if we're talking about an MVP candidate, why is Chris Paul top three but Devin Booker isn't even top ten? It makes no sense. I can see what you mean, though. Yeah, I agree. I think guys like Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, Embiid, the Joker, you know, even Luka, I think these guys should definitely be in that conversation. You know, Chris Paul, you know, I get the advance, but 16-9 and nine, with Devin Booker being their leading scorer, you know, I don't think 16-9 and nine is top three in the MVP race. I think his impact, I get it, it's outside the box, but... So is Draymond's. Yeah, you you look at the first. You look at the you look at the the top one seed from each conference: Utah and um Philly. Embiid is top two MVP candidate. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I don't even think they're top ten, and they're probably sneaking right out. Then you go to the second seeds: Kevin Durant, James Harden. James Harden, I think he just dropped out, but at the time he was top five, I believe. He was sitting at five, and KD and Kyrie missed a lot of time. I think James Harden deserves a little more credit than Chris Paul, you know, having to carry that team who traded their whole depth for James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie went out. You know, that's another guy who deserves some credit. Giannis, who getting this team back into where they need to be as a third seed. I got a question for you guys. Talking about the playoffs now. So it's a a double, it's a a two-headed monster, this question. So the first question is, what are your expectations for the Suns in the playoffs? Where will, how far will they go? Will they get eliminated in the first round? Because right now they're slated to play the Lakers if they do win their playing game. And also, who are your X factors for the Phoenix Suns? Guys who, outside of Booker and Chris Paul, guys who you think these dudes need to make an impact, and I think they will play well for them to really get out the first round if they do face the Lakers. All right, so um, you said, so it goes 1-8-4-5-2-7, So what it's looking like right now is, the Clippers won, so their third seed. Portland is six, so they're gonna they're gonna play the Clippers in the second round if they get past. So let's go Lakers. <sighs> if LeBron <laughs> and Anthony Davis are healthy, it's looking like a second round. A, a, the second seed in the West is going out in the first round. I'm sorry, you just don't have. I think this for this this goes into my X factor thing. I think Mikael Bridges and Cameron Johnson are going to have to be your X factors on the wing because you're playing LeBron James. They're going to be the guy and Jay Crowder. Those are going to be the three guys rotating. Craig, (laughs) those are going to be the. I think Tory and Jay are going to be more on Anthony Davis though, but could be bugging. But yeah, um, I think those are going to be the four guys. Let's say rotating on LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They're going to have to have a big series hitting big shots because they're going to focus a lot of that attention on Devin Booker and Chris Paul. But I think those are going to be your X factors. But I don't – way it's looking, I think you 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 want to play the Warriors extremely bad. I, I think, you know, bias me is going to say still upset. But 
Obviously, I think that's the team you want to play because Anthony Davis and LeBron, you don't have any answer for Anthony yeah. Davis. Yeah. And you don't have an answer for LeBron James. That inexperience is going to be lacking in that series specifically. This is a team coming off a championship. So I see you guys right now as it's slated losing in six games to the Lakers if the Lakers are healthy. To take a page out of uh, Ken Bazemore's book, honestly. <laughs> you Why would you take a page out of his book? Man, he wants I'm to a be Suns injured fan. so bad. I'm a, I'm a Suns <laughs> fan, man. I don't want anybody injured, to be injured, of course, uh, but the best bet that the Suns have. <laughs> if LeBron gets Lakers, hurt, he's okay with winning that series. <laughs> is LeBron James or Anthony Davis getting hurt? We saw Anthony Davis hobbling all over the court. I mean, Anthony all, Davis he, is always every game, all over the court. Every game. Yeah, I, mean, he, yeah, I guess it was a growing thing this time. It's a quad another game. It's a hamstring a different game. I mean, Anthony Davis is a walking crutch. So if he's healthy... Even 80-90%, there's nobody on Phoenix that can stop that man. He's going to give you 30, and probably if he tries to get boards, which is what Charles Barkley was all over his butt for last season in the he playoffs. He overly get rebounds. He really does not. I feel like he doesn't try to get rebounds. I think, I think he's kind of on some anymore. prima donna, uh, like, yeah. dude, put me as a three. I'm 6'11". <laughs> like, I could be like KD when he used to play three for Oklahoma <laughs> City. You feel me? Um, but, yeah, there's nobody on Phoenix that can stop Anthony Davis one-on-one. You're going to have to hold double teams at him. I think uh, X-Factors, Torrey Craig, Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson – Frank Kaminsky is going to get some run, honestly, for that team just because of the height difference that Anthony Davis poses with mismatches like against Jay Crowder or Torrey Craig or Cam Johnson because none of those three can stop him. Michael Bridges can't stop him either. So let's go starting lineup-wise. Chris Paul, I'm taking him over Shooter. I think he can win that matchup. He knows Shooter pretty well. Shooter's fast, but Shooter's also not healthy. Shooter's no slouch. Shooter's not a slouch at all. Shooter's a dog, man. Uh, Devin Booker, give me that shooting guard matchup. Michael Bridges, LeBron. Of course, LeBron, Anthony Davis, he's going to win that over Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder starts. And, of course, Andre Drummond over DeAndre Aiden. I'll take Andre Drummond. Because um, you have to put DeAndre Aiden Whoa, on. That's, that's tough. tough. I'm, I'm taking, I'm I'm taking Andre Aiden. Drummond. I'm not taking Aiden. I'm not taking Aiden. DeAndre, Drummond this, season, this season's Drummond? Yeah, this season. I'm taking I'm taking Andre Drummond for 15-8 okay. on, uh, on DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden can, can definitely go get a bucket. But uh, Anthony Davis is that X factor for the Lakers in that one because you stick DeAndre Aiden on Andre Drummond. What in the world are you going to do against Anthony Davis? So, yeah, best bet, uh, one of those guys gets hurt. <laughs> and then you're playing a situation where, oh, shoot, Montrez Harrell has to get some run. Marcus Gasol has to get some run. I, who think, I think your best bet is they they aren't hurt. They are hurt for the playing, and Steph lights them up. And 50. then you play the go, go ahead. seventh seed. I'll become the biggest Steph fan in the world. Go ahead. <laughs> and then I'll be like, okay, we'll just hurl four guys sure. to Steph Curry. It's your best bet. He's then tired. we can get some wins. He's tired right now. So, I got a call, bro. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let him know. Let him know. Might tell him on speed though. Might tell him don't do that. (laughs) Nah, I want it. I want it to happen. Warriors over uh, Lakers. But yeah, um, I think projection. I think they'll lose to the Lakers with eighty percent LeBron and AD. Um, If the Lakers don't get that six seed, let's say Portland gets the or Portland gets the seven seed. That'd be a good one too. I would, I would take Phoenix that over Portland. Be, I think Phoenix can. Phoenix over yeah, Portland. I'm taking tough, Phoenix though. over that's Portland. A t- I, Port- it could Use go Nurkic. Nurkic is, is a decent side, but I, I'm taking Aiden that matchup honestly because if Aiden's mid range oh, no. game, Dame in the first round slow, is man. a pretty wild man, bro. Like, Come on, Dame is Dame is a beast, but just not complete team because CJ honestly, Covington. Honestly, no, honestly, no. Portland's bench is is okay. It's okay. With Portland's, they don't play defense, but they've they been playing play defense, defense exactly. the last ten games. Thing. But they don't really play defense. Phoenix's is defense is better than Portland's in mm-hmm. my opinion. So I think you go seven games. Give me that leadership, Chris Paul. I'm taking Phoenix over Portland. Lakers six games. It's over. Um, who else can get that seven seed? Golden State. Give me Phoenix. Yeah. And who else is in the mix for that? 
Memphis. Portland, Memphis, Memphis, San Antonio. No, oh, they're getting losers. Okay, Memphis, they got John Morant. <laughs> I mean, that's John Morant's not a top it. five point guard. That was ridiculous. He's not doing anything. <laughs> Give me Phoenix. And uh, San Antonio, DeMar DeRozan's cool. He's old. Greg Popovich is great too, but we're going to be San Antonio. We actually lost to San Antonio by like 30 during the season, but mm. it's playoff time. Scrap that. Playoff, baby. So the only team that I actually predict that Phoenix loses to in the first round is actually L.A. They beat the the, uh, the Lakers, then I think they can get to the Western Conference Finals and match up with either the Jazz or the Clips, I think. No, you play Clippers in the second round. We would lose to the Clippers then. <laughs> I'm not you have to see that. L.A. twice. I'm not taking that. We're losing to the Clippers. I think actually the Clippers are the better L.A. team as of right, 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 right now with LeBron out. But, of course. So, we'll say, who, who do you like. think will, you know, how far do you see Phoenix going? I'll say first round. If they don't face the Lakers. If they don't face the Lakers, I'll say first round. After the first round, they'll probably get knocked in the second round. So I'll say second round, they'll probably get knocked out. But first round, they might make it. They just might make it. Yeah, I I think so, too. You know, I think this was a great story. (laughs) He said it was a great story. But the the book is going to not be written anymore. The book stops now. Honestly, the window is this year. So (laughs) I mean, what do you mean just this year? If you get past both LA teams around you one and two, so I don't on. see why you don't go to the finals. It's over. If we do, then it's over. I don't see why you don't go to the finals. Honestly, you just came out. Wait, of what do you mean? Like even past? If like the Suns get past, they, no, if they face oh, the they face the Lakers in the first round, right? Okay. Second round, I I have Lakers beating Portland or Dallas. It don't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. I got them beating either one, and they will play the three C, which is the Clippers, okay. in the second round, and then after it's Utah or Denver. Or however, whoever I I think Utah is going to make it to the WCF. I think that's their best path right now. Mm-hmm. Not seeing either LA team until the WCF, and this is their year. But I'm saying if they beat both LA teams. I don't. Okay. I would take Utah, but I don't see why they can't make the finals. We'll see. I mean, I I see them losing in the first round because I think they're going to play LA. I think LeBron hot take, but I think LeBron can beat you out by himself. Yeah, LeBron. He's done some I crazy hope, things in the past. I hope though that the Lakers go to the sixth seed and face the Clippers in the first round. That'd be cool. Oh, you want that in the first round? Not again. I'll take it. I'll take oh, yeah. it. I'll yeah, take I know it. you'll take the it. Matchup you we ne- know the matchup why we never won got. in the first round? Because then that eliminates the Lakers. Because I think they will lose if oh. they face the Clippers in the first round. Are you serious? Yes, I do. And because yes. if that happens. I know where this is going. Brooklyn yeah. is going to have an easy to win the championship. Of course. They don't have to face LeBron. It's all for Brooklyn. That was, yeah, that was, was all for Brooklyn. That was ridiculous. Brooklyn. He said, what's your knock off LeBron? Lakers play the Clippers in the first free. round, and Brooklyn's winning. That's uh, all that matters. You guys aren't, aren't going to beat Kawhi, man. Yeah, okay. Get out of here. I mean, Harden's never beat Kawhi. Oh, that's true. I mean, I don't Kevin Durant has. But he I mean, also but he has, has, that was how yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi has the up one, Katie. That was how Zapatulia. I don't care, man. Nobody cares about them damn Clippers. Oh. I mean, Nobody this, cares about them damn Clippers. Bro. Last okay. year they weren't doing all that, but this year they seem like they Clips might be got doing a chance, something. man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Clips got a chance. They, this year they did. Listen, I've been watching them all year, man. They're for real. They're for real. I don't think, real. I don't think PG's hit a When Surge comes back, come on now. They need, yo, they need <laughs> Surge. The <laughs> no, I'm t- listen. Although Kawhi's going to get them past the first round. Easily. He, yeah. He's going to get them past. He's going to catch them. Now, when the Lakers. X Factor He's going to. They're going to need all the hands. I think he's hit a set of backboard this year, though. He should be fine. If they don't fine. play the Lakers, though, I think Kawhi can get in, get them past any team after that. Right. Definitely, I can see I can see Kawhi carrying the team past you know everybody else. And yeah, get, I think he could beat Dallas. Finals, I yeah. think he could beat Portland, and then after yeah. that it gets tricky. 
we were possibly. going to talk about the Boston Celtics, but I honestly think that they're not even noteworthy to talk about. <laughs> Celtics, I, don't even, I, I really don't even want to uh, waste time. Jalen Brown just got injured too, right? Yeah, so, like I don't, I don't yeah. even want to waste time on this topic. I just want to <laughs> go straight into Russell Westbrook. Oh, uh, man. Because sheesh, Russell Westbrook made history, right? I mean, this year he's averaging 22 points, 11.5 rebounds per game, and 11.7 assists per game while Riv goes and uses the bathroom, I assume. So... He is a triple-double king now because he passed Oscar Robertson and he now has 182 career triple-doubles. So, of course, we don't have to talk about the triple-doubles too much, but I think this poses a good question. And that question is, do you think Russell Westbrook is now a top-five point guard in NBA history? Yes, I think so. Because, I mean, no one else... We talked about this before where we talked about how He's done it so much with his triple-doubles that it's become, like, oh, routine. Like, that's what won him one of his MVPs, like, his MVP when he won mm-hmm. it, was because he averaged a triple-double. But now he's done it so many times that people are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, he does it all the time. So, not, But, like, it's difficult. And I remember they were talking about it on um, ESPN, that if it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody. But it's not that easy. That's why he's one of the few people who's reached that level of, like, that many triple-doubles. So I think... Especially with those stats averaging that much over the course of a season, I think yeah, definitely. So let's take uh, triple doubles out of the equation, right? Um, you can't take that out of the equation. That's <laughs> no, 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 what makes no, no, him Russell no, no, Westbrook. No, no, no. Let's, let's take the triple doubles out of the equation. Right, so he's got ahead. the record, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the thing that people love to say about Russell Westbrook is mm-hmm. that he does not win, right? And if you look at the teammates that this dude has had, I I have to completely rewrite because James Harden flopped that over. CB three was the, the much better player for James Harden with the Rockets. Kevin Durant. Flopped that over. And I'm not going to say that's necessarily his fault. It was, what, like his fourth year in the league or something like that when they went to the finals. And your boy, James Harden, was out there partying in Miami Beach and went living La Vida Loca. And that's kind of a big reason why they didn't play he that. Choked. He's, oh, yeah. He choked. Nah, he choked. He definitely choked. Um, so Russell Westbrook definitely has not won in his career. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in terms of a point guard, what you are supposed to do is lead your team to victories. So you want to say top five? Of course, I'm going to have to put John Stockton in there. Of course, I'm going to have to put Magic Johnson in there in terms of just winning, period. Um have to put Steph Curry in there as well. Um, and honestly, Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are are pretty close in terms mm-hmm. of that. Yes, I said it. Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are pretty close in terms of that. But what about Jason Kidd? Nah. What the? Nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm putting Chris Paul and, and Russell Westbrook over Jason Kidd. Okay. And Steve, Steve Nash. Nash. And Steve oh, Nash. Mm. And Steve Nash is, is my boy as well. So the I mean, top point guards that I have right now, this is not in order, but of course, Jason Kidd. <laughs> Stockton, CP3, Oscar Robertson. Is Oscar a point guard or a shooting guard? No, he's a point guard. He's point a guard? point guard. Yeah. His Oscar, rookie year, he averaged 30, 10, and 10. Oscar, I think yeah. he has, if you round it up, he has like five, six averages of triple doubles. And Magic, also Steph, Isaiah Thomas. We can't Isaiah. forget about him. Steve Nash and Walt Clyde Frazier. Walt Did you really put him up there? Yeah. No, so <laughs> for me, it's like, okay, if we're talking about top five, Magic and Steph for two. Yeah. Then three, it's like the big O. Then who would be four? Maybe. Throwing John Stockton you could throw IT a stock there. I'm not going to lie. I'm putting Stockton on there. Yeah. IT has the championships, so that's that that, that right gives now, him. But John Stockton, career-wise, assist numbers, steals numbers. I mean, it's, it's not for Mike. Like, Mike is the is the killer of all these teams in the 90s that doesn't get these teams these championships. But John Stockton was is easily a top five-point guard. It makes yeah. his teams Right now, so ESPN much better. has Steph I, Curry as four, and that was when he had one championship. Steph is in there. Yeah. Steph is in the top I, I five. I get that, but the thing with me is that maybe Stockton's legacy is, is better than Westbrook's. That's even debatable. 
But is is he a better player? No. Is John Stockton a better so, player than Westbrook? So what's the so what's the are we you talking think about? He's a better player are we talking about talent wise? Just hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta talk. You gotta let me talk. Go ahead. <laughs> We're really <laughs> okay. Let's just let's just dumb let's just dumb it down real quick. You know, let me first give uh, Westbrook his little flowers. You know, great player, triple double, <laughs> hallelujah. You you broke the record, awesome, incredible. You're going down into Hall of Fame. You're one of the ten greatest point guards ever in life. Now let's get nitty. Let's get to the nitty, nitty and gritty. <laughs> John Stockton's a better playmaker. He's a better elevator of teams. <laughs> He's a better elevator of How teams. How is he a better elevator of teams? What team was John Stockton ever the best player on? You don't that have to be the matter. best. You don't have to be the best player. To I think it matter. does matter to an I extent. So. I, we've never seen John Stockton. How many teams Stockton? was Russell Westbrook the best player on? Except for those like three them OKC, went, after Kevin Durant OKC left. and Wizards. Now, I think. You, did you really just say the Wizards? <laughs> the Wizards? The Wizards? I think he is better than Bradley Beal, though. That's my opinion. Okay, he affects winning more than Bradley Beal. No, no. I'll say this. I'll say this. I get what you're saying. You have a point. 100%. Stockton's also a better defender by far. Okay. I'm right. saying this 100% though. Sure. This is the thing though. John Stockton, I get it. Elevator teams, but he also had a guy who scored the second most points in NBA history in Carl Malone. Sure. You know, Westbrook, and I think having a power forward like that fits Stockton's game better. Pick and roll. Because Ke- Russell Westbrook never had a guy like that. You know, he had KD, but he had to defer to KD. Stockton ran the show. You know what I'm saying? So if Westbrook had a, a great power forward who could he could be his pick and roll partner all the time, he would see a different Westbrook. I mean, for one, it's like I just don't think you're saying Stockton's a great defender. I'm not denying that. Obviously, he has his steals and all that stuff. I don't think he, he can hold Russell Westbrook. But that Russell Westbrook wait, is far superior. Wait, 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 Like I think, if, okay. who's the better player? Like if we're talking about, no, no, Russell's but you winning. can't, you can't say he's not a good defender because he can't check Westbrook. Yeah. it's about. What, I don't think it's close. I think he would look like he would look like Steph Curry if he did that. But you think Westbrook can hold Stockton? Yes. Stockton's yes. IQ is far greater than Westbrook's. Like, do you do you like what's wrong with y'all? Like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So are we talking, because you're talking about a one-on-one matchup, basically. Russell Westbrook, far stronger, bigger, I just think, faster. Okay, let's just, He's going to beat John Stockton one-on-one. This one is just on a one, hypothetical. Right? I think okay. he, yeah. I, oh, I'm no, talk, he'll beat, Westbrook easily, will beat him yeah, one-on-one. I'm easily. talking about that, too. I think he will beat him one-on-one. But team but also, if you put Westbrook on those jazz, jazz teams no. and replace Stockton. Uh-uh. <laughs> you, think Westbrook, you think Westbrook and Malone could play together? Mm. I don't too, see why not. Why can't highs, they? A, a, a ball dominant guard who's very yeah. just pound, pound, yeah. pound, pound, who takes a lot Scores. of bad shots and has low <laughs> IQ can play with Carl Malone. I think he could. Uh, his oh, IQ is not bad. Uh, he, t- he takes he takes a lot but of the shooters. His, his he shot, takes a, a lot, lot of, of shots. Okay, now who are they? Who are, no, wait, wait, who are they beating? They're not beating the Bulls. Not beating the Jordan. I mean, no one's wait. They weren't. I don't even think they would beat Shaq and Kobe. No, that's still different. I, I don't think they'll be Shaq and Kobe. Stockton and Malone, young Kobe though. Yeah, I don't think they'll be Shaq and Kobe. Stockton and Malone will be that team either. Let though. me just say this. Let me just say this. They this, beat them to go to the finals. Young Kobe. It was young Kobe. It was really young Kobe. Though. It was All Star Kobe. He was an All Star, but it was like his second or third year. Yeah, and Shaq. And Shaq. It was Nick. It was Shaq. It was. It was after Orlando. But let's not act like the Jazz for a long time were known as playoff chokers. That is true. In that era. It was Jordan. <laughs> no, no, but I'm talking about just in the West. They wouldn't get out the first round. Like they were known as yeah, chokers yeah. in the playoffs. I just want to I just, I just want to say something. Like you're talking, you're comparing, listen, Westbrook, it's it's already hard in general to compare guards now to guard in the past. I think they're they're two completely, you know, John Stockton's more of in the Chris Paul, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd category, and Westbrook's more of in the Dame Lillard, 
Steph Curry, you know, scoring guards. I yeah. think in terms of scoring the basketball, you know, obviously we're going to look at Westbrook and say, yeah, he's a better scorer. You know, he averaged 25 points a game, led the league in scoring. But I think when people look back at John Stockton, people forget that this man was really an amazing, like on offense, he was one of the best offensive players in the league. And you love to bring up offense in terms of not just scoring. You like to put up playmaking, how much, how many points you generate in terms of your assists. John Stockton was one of the best at doing that in I the guess. league for a yeah. long time. No doubt about it, but also the, the point guard role in that era was way different than now. But that's my thing. So, so how he, can we- he played within the the construction of what a point guard was. If Westbrook is there, you look at him averaging 11 assists now. Is it crazy that in, back then he can average 16 and 14? I don't think it, it is. If he's a pure point guard and just does that. I don't know. Okay, so, so, so let's just say let's just say let's just say we put Stockton in there. We have Magic, Steph, Big O, and then Stockton. And Stockton. Now we Who's have five? Jason IT. Kidd, CP3, IT, Isaiah IT. Thomas. Are you putting him over IT Westbrook? has to be five. I would say IT has to be higher, yeah. He Definitely. was the catalyst for a, a time in Detroit history yeah. where they won two championships. He may not have got both finals MVPs, but going up against Chicago, he's the only person that beat Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. Can he's Russell the only Westbrook person. not do that? You put him in there. Can he beat mm. Magic in them boys? And yes. Larry Burton. No. Isaiah Magic Thomas Johnson. shot 31% from the three for his that's, career. That's what we're doing. I see. So that's what we're no, doing. I'm saying he like, wasn't a great, no, I'm saying as a, a shooter, as a shooter, Westbrook and him are, are similar. Oh, I did. I was never. Yeah, yeah that was. Yeah, I, 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 so I'm saying when you talk about Isaiah Thomas's game, what does he do, do better than Westbrook? Impact, it's kind of like. It's intangible. It's all intangible. He was a 20 and 10. He was a 20 and 10 guy every night. Russ is a triple double guy. Yeah, every yeah. And he's yeah. and he won more games. He won more games, and he was a catalyst also to get had the winning a great rings. Team, though. You're saying, had, you're you're saying, team. You're saying he was a triple double guy. Westbrook would not be a triple double guy in the '80s and the '90s at all. No, no. Why not? I disagree. You sure? I because that was an actual big man era that they went down and got rebounds and they played a lot of zone. He wasn't getting ten rebounds a game. Disagree. Wasn't at all. We're putting him on Detroit. He wasn't getting 10 over Dennis Rodman, Bill Lambeer, no, no, no. Mark Aguirre. Mm-hmm. So that's already off rest. Just, just in, in general. 80s, in, 80s, in, general. In, in general. Put him on what team? Put him on put him on put him on any team. He's not, getting, he's not getting ten rebounds, bro. Most of his I can rebounds see what are, saying. are from long threes. They weren't even <laughs> shooting those in the eighties and the nineties. Come on, Russell that's Westbrook not over exaggerate the, the triple double. Now he's like, just a player that that gets into the paint. That's all he does. So offensively, if I mean, gonna, okay, all right, keep going. If that okay, if that's the game that you're playing, right? Okay, if they're not shooting threes like that, because Isaiah Thomas did not shoot the three pointer at all, well, at all, and he also had Joe Dumars, he had Dennis Rodman, he had like you said, yeah. Bill Ambeer and Rick Mahorn inside. So easily, Russ Westbrook is getting you probably 15, 16 assists a game, just like you said, because he's going to dish the ball to those guys inside. You can't beat him off the dribble. He's going to get past you. He's probably going to use that bread and butter. He's going to get past game. you, and then what? Use the, either either because shoot. In, 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 in what do you a, mean, in, and what? Because in a game where there's, there's, there's a lot more spacing and free roaming and there's no real rim protection on a nightly basis, where in the 80s and the 90s, there was a lot of that and a lot mm-hmm. of zone so in I, the paint. How many points is he realistically going to so get? So IT gave you 20, 20 and 10 in that era. Can Russell Westbrook not do the same thing with his skill set? I think so, but are they going to win? That's where then that's where the yes. intangibles come in. Are they going to win? Are so they going to win? The are they going to win the championship? What's the difference? Just personality, just, just intangibles, out, everything. Flat out leadership, intangibles. Leadership is a big thing. That's why What's we put say? Chris Paul over Westbrook. Yeah. You put Chris Paul over Westbrook? Yeah. Oh, that's why most the, the general public put, put Chris, Paul, Chris Westbrook. Paul over Westbrook. Leadership is a big thing at, in a, especially in that's the most important position in the game. 
Okay, so talent wise, you know what? I'm gonna put Russell Westbrook in there as a top five point guard because oh, I think talent wise, talent wise, pure pure <laughs> talent perspective, blessed with the guys to play the game of basketball. But it's just not about I'm putting talent, Russell Westbrook in though. there. It's about everything. I, I, didn't, I didn't say that. That's the, that's why I okay, said. And that's okay. what I started the, the conversation up okay. with. Okay, you have to put John Stockton. You have to put Magic Johnson. So we're putting him over put, Jason Kidd. Yes, the guy who led the the, the Nets to finals and they weren't that good. That's what we're doing. We're putting him over Jason Kidd. See, that's where it gets tough for me because yeah, I don't know. That's Kidd, a real Kidd elevator right there. Jason so Kidd's a real elevator right there. Like they, yeah. he was a floor sealer, and like like so he raised Gary the Payton? floor. Where's Gary Payton? Elevates I think he the, is elevates the Sonics to to a finals. Okay, so winning as a point guard elevate. Where's Steve Nash? I would elevate the two MVPs. Elevate the Suns to a couple I think Jason Kidd and Nash have a very strong case against Russell Westbrook. Like a very strong case. So the difference between Russell Westbrook and these players, because like I said, you match him up talent wise, he's getting to the rim, he's going to dunk over you. He, he's I think if you, you can match argue him up, that he's a better if facilitator. You match him up talent wise. I think only thing he beats him in clear cut is scoring. Because I think that's him. I think that's what it required out of him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like I think that's what like in terms of scoring, he outclasses probably all of them. But I think in terms of actual duties as a point guard, I think he's a little bit under them. In that stand, in terms of leadership, intangibles, and playmaking, as that point guard, I think running the show. I think Westbrook. And I'm not saying he can't run the show. I think yeah. he can run the show. But in terms of, I know his numbers look like he's one of the elites of the elites. But I'm talking about in terms of like really like studying the game and seeing the game before seeing plays before it even happens. I don't think you can put him in that conversation with Jason Kidd, Magic, John Stockton, even Steve Nash. Like I think those are guys who really, in terms of looking at the game and, and Chris seeing the Paul. And Chris Paul, in yeah, terms of seeing the game four or five plays before it even happened, I think those are guys that are up there with like LeBron. Like those are guys yeah. who really study yeah, and look at the game from yeah. a different different perspective. I agree. So I, that's why it's like it, it like and then of course with Jason Kidd, Stockton defense. You know those were guys that were elite yeah. defensively on a nightly basis. I think Westbrook he has the ability to be an elite defender. He just doesn't do it every night. That comes with the scoring. You know he has to pace himself. So it's like. No, I definitely see what you're saying. It's so. it's different, like it's. But Westbrook has the career where he can put up with any one of them except Easily. obviously Magic and Curry, obviously. <laughs> and the big uh, O, I think. And the big O, but I think the big O is him. In some way, yeah. In like, our I think, generation, yeah, that, I think that's our generation's yeah. him. No, but big O won championships. Yeah, yeah Kareem. I see that. Oh, yeah, Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. Yeah, Kareem. Westbrook had KD, man. Come on, KD is the top scorer. It's a top five score ever. Well, Kareem was the best in their era. Yeah, that's fair. That's like that's he didn't like make the playoffs as an MVP though. Yeah, exactly. LeBron would never. That's that's too many personalities in one room. If they Bro. do, they win a championship easily. I, I, I would have easily. if I if I had a list. I, like I have a list, and I I would have worse behind. I think he's behind Chris Paul. I okay. think he's behind Magic. He's behind Stockton. He's behind Curry. He's behind It. He's behind Kitty. He's behind Nash. But I think he's right behind Nash. Like I think a couple more years is gonna put him over Nash. But then Jason Kidd is the, the heart. Because, like, with Jason Kidd is just, like, elevating. Like, if you look at that Nets team, they weren't that good. Mm-hmm. Like, ele- elevating them not only to the playoffs, but to the finals mm-hmm. was just, like, a ridiculous feat. And even then with Dallas being still a good player mm-hmm. where he helped them win a championship and inevitably got that chip, I think that was special in itself. I don't know what he's going to have to do to get over that hump. But then the other guys, this is, like, Stockton's the only guy in our top five with no ring. And it's just because he was so dominant for so long. Mm-hmm. Being the same player, and he went and he won. every night with magic, and yeah, and you still you still getting to WCFs, and he like let's yeah, Carl Malone was his guy, but like I don't think Carl Malone 
would be him without Stockton and vice versa. I don't think John mm-hmm. Stockton would be him without Carmelo. But I think they were so perfect together that they just elevated one each elevated each other's games. Even at 36, 37 years old, he was getting to the WCF outplaying Shaq and Kobe, beating Hakeem, David Robinson. Like he was beating these guys, Gary Payne and them boys, like he was beating. So it's just, it's hard for me to leave Stockton out of my top five and put Westbrook in. But Westbrook is my eighth point guard ever. That's my guy. I so agree with you. I Riv, Riv just went into some Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> he just went everywhere, bro. I'm going to retract my statement before. He's not top five because after everything you mentioned. <laughs> oh, yeah, and looking through that? my list. You said that? I didn't, no, I didn't say top five. I said I would have put him in the top five. Oh, you said talent-wise. Talent, talent. I hate a talent thing, though, because talent-wise, I think all our point guards would be in the top five. Your point is that the point guard's intelligence was in terms of leadership in terms of winning. Like That's the point guard's job is to get you two wins. I understand that, and that's what I'm saying now. Russell Westbrook is not getting you to the wins. Yeah. He'll put up the numbers. So if you go shooting guard, let's change position on some 2K, you know, type vibes to shooting guard. Then, okay, Russell Westbrook is up there I in mean, terms of, okay, he gets you numbers. I'm, but And I'm, also, you can make the argument that Westbrook in the 20, in the 2000s, in the 1990s, is a shooting guard. Yeah. yeah. He had a college. He, is a, he was a shooting <laughs> exactly. guard. He was never a true point guard. He was that's the same size point. as yeah. Joe Dumars, if we be being honest. Six four. Like even even okay, I'm using even with Gilbert Arenas. Like you can make his short peak and you can put yeah. it up in terms of numbers with the best point guards in the NBA history. Like you can put yeah, like you can easily, but you wouldn't say like because it's like it's not just like he was a point guard, but let's be like these are just shooting guards that are just small playing the one. Like that's with why D Rose and yeah, it's a it's like a different league. Like Westbrook came in as a shooting guard. You watch him, you see like he was really a shooting guard. Darren yeah. Collison before he left guard. was that point guard. But yeah. even Westbrook's game is kind of like two guarders. He's looking to score first. Those natural point guards, we don't like it's just Rubio. Chris Paul's still around. Lamelo's kind of like that—a natural yeah. point guard, Lonzo. but he's just six eight. Lonzo, Lonzo yeah, yeah, those are that. But it's yeah, like it's just I don't know. Like Westbrook, you know, winning that MVP in them triple doubles. I think those put him in different category, put him in a different ultra spec. But I think mm. people just look at the num, look at the numbers, and look at it in simplicity. And I think you have to really watch the game and establish what it really is a point guard because even. Like, the small forward position, I feel like, has always been the same. Like, that's been the same. But I think even with big men, too, I have this argument with people all the time. Even with the big man position, that's elevated to a different. Now big men are passing the ball. They're not as great in the post. They're Mm -hmm. more taking it out shooting. So it's like comparing. I feel like guards and bigs, comparing them from now and then, it's already hard enough because they're just two completely completely different different, games. I blame Steph, man. So overall, overall. He's, I blame my favorite player of all time. Yeah, I blame Steph. Where, where is Russell Westbrook overall in terms of you guys' list? Or at least where does he finish? I think he's think? a top 40 player ever. Okay. Top I 40. think he's definitely a top 40. Pl- I think, yeah, I think if I really had to dumb it down and make a list, I think point guards and centers have probably the most Easily. guys centers probably in most. the top 30, 40 range. I, but I, 100%, I don't, I'm not saying I, I bash Westbrook all the time. Yeah, he's Steph Curry's enemy. I'm gonna bash him every day. <laughs> but it all like he's a great player. He's he's a top forty player in the NBA history to me. Yeah, I think for me, right around there. But in terms of this point guard list, it really to me, I think it's it's subjective. You know, if you want to put Westbrook top five, he's four, maybe five. You know, but a lot of these guys have a case against him because they led their teams to the finals. You look at Jason Kidd. You look at, uh, not Steve Nash, he didn't do it, but you look at John Stockton, he was one of those guys that led the Jazz to the finals. So a lot of these guys have impacted winning on such a high level, whereas Westbrook, the numbers are great, but you're talking about three straight first-round exits mm-hmm. where his efficiency in the playoffs <laughs> the is, is god-awful. Yeah. You know, so winning. in the playoffs, he has proven before, outside of that 
one year they made the finals with KD and Young Hard and all that stuff. That year too. You know, outside of that one year, Westbrook has been pretty bad or average <laughs> in the playoffs, and he has not been his regular season yeah. self. That's what's really going to plague his career. Or so where, where, where do you have him? I th- I don't know. I, to me, I think <laughs> talent wise, like you said, I think he's top five. I think he's yeah. a freak of nature. Yeah, like yeah, talent wise, right. I think all God our guards. Talent. Dame, current, yeah, Curry, current Westbrook, guards. you can throw them yeah. in. I think we have the most talented guards in NBA history, and I think that's going to just keep getting better, keep getting better. But then, you know, you add all the extra stuff because their, their guards just weren't athletic like ours. That's, you know, of course. That's all it is. Or as skilled. Like, the game is so yeah, much more skilled mm-hmm. than it is. People don't were doing step backs in the 90s, bro. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous. <laughs> wasn't no crossover mixtapes. AI and, and Tim Hardaway, the dudes that pioneered the crossover, like, you weren't seeing crossovers in the 80s like that. Except for maybe Michael Jordan. So the game spacing, all that is just completely different. Yeah. Blame your mans. That's Steph Curry. So <laughs> he said blame your mans. Shoot <laughs> from half is. court. <laughs> yeah, he's ridiculous. So this is going to do it for this episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. This was episode 85. And this was a great episode. A lot of great vibes. Riv, you know what to do already. Get a round of applause. With a, I think the, it's the light blue button. I'm not sure. No, it's the light. It's the light blue. Yes, applause. Yes, you know, this was a great episode. It was really good. Loved having you on. And obviously, you were gonna buy. You were about to sit down in the corner somewhere. We had to get you on the action. Had to get you on the pod. Thanks for having me. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously you're doing great things. You know, you're hey, writing for you, blogging bro. with the boys, it, Bright Side of the Sun, NG.com. Shout out to you, though. I peep Hoops you in pre mad. I see that. I seen yeah, it the whole time. Really? I see it. <laughs> I ain't get a chance to give you flowers, though. Shout hey, out to you. you. I see that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, too. That's man. doctor to you. You see? Okay. <laughs> you what year are you in now? Uh, graduating. Uh, senior hall right now so graduation is next Thursday and then you, you go uh, to another school after that's it oh no taking a gap here and okay. then after that med school yeah, man, shout man, out to you so man thank you thank pre-med you. is that tough huh you that gotta take hard. that gap here is that tough <laughs> what do you think <laughs> of course <laughs> mental right. stress I physical see people stress in everything stress out with that yeah, nursing yeah, yeah, pre-med stuff like yeah I don't know how y'all do it I ain't doing that it's insanity but you gotta do it so you gotta do it if you guys, if you guys want to leave <laughs> off with any advice for some of the viewers we got, you know, you could do it. You with uh, journalism and how people get their foot in the door, and you with pre med and how they deal with all that stress. Man, go ahead, doctor. <laughs> oh, relax. Yeah, yeah. But nah, advice wise, I'll just say take time for yourself because even with that comes with any territory, be it journalism, whatever major you have to be. But take time for yourself to make sure that you're okay. You can't pour from an empty cup, so make sure you take care of yourself so you can pour into other people as well. That's a great analogy right there. Yeah, yeah, I got, it, I got it from Dean Majid Whitney at Seton <laughs> Hall University. Give him his props. Yeah, you gonna have to send him the video for real. <laughs> so I was on a podcast. I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> um, advice for me, I would say, you know, definitely second that what uh, what Doctor Lindsay said. Um, you know, you always have to definitely be um, have a full cup, like you said. You can't give to other people unless you're giving to yourself first. Um, other than that. Man, I would just say be yourself. That's going to get you, you know, really everywhere that you want to go nine times out of ten. Don't try to sacrifice yourself for money, for fame, for, you know, for any of those things because you're going to get what you want if you stay true to yourself and your grind. Um, And I would just say, man, trust the process. It's not going to come overnight. You know this for sure that, you know, pick a side and just get popping overnight. It's going to continue going up because you guys put in the work on a daily basis. So for me... Man, just the little things, you know, it's a big difference between that. I'm going to do this now and I'm going to do this later. I'm going to just not do this at all. Um, So definitely pay attention to those little things and uh, stay on the process. But the number one thing I can say is, man, just be yourself. That's going to get you to where you got to go every time. Yeah, man. So great show. 
This was episode 85. So if you guys want to rate our um, podcast on Apple, you guys can give us a five star rating, write a review, you know, do all that good stuff. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next time.